Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv forward slash RollTogetherRPG forward slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Hello everyone and welcome to At Death's Door. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Sean and I will be your dungeon master tonight. We're thrilled to be streaming at twitch.tv forward slash RollTogetherRPG. At Death's Door is the third in the uh, trilogy that is um, Lonely House of Netherwinter, a viscous cycle, and um, focuses on the events of everybody's favourite plague, the bloat, as a new group of adventurers try to prevent a certain elder evil from making her way to this plane. For those of you who are new to Dungeons & Dragons, that's going to mean nothing to you. But everyone here plays fantasy characters in a fantasy universe. The five players each have their own unique character with sheets that tell them who they are, what they can do, their deepest secrets, and what dice to roll. They will mostly be rolling this. Where is it? A d20 to see if they succeed in what they're trying to do. 20 is good, and one is hilariously bad. And whilst they play their characters, everything else in said fantasy universe is played by me. People, monsters, weather patterns, the things that are inevitably watching them that they never quite catch. Between me describing the world and story, the players describing what they want to do in it, and some dice rolls to keep things unpredictable for all of us, we will tell our story. For now, let's meet the players and have a word from our sponsors. Well, time to save the world again. Elshin Abloldra. Harper agent, cold name, ornate doorbell, half-drow sorcerer of the aberrant and master of the mind. In the rare instances my personality can't charm you, I have the psionic abilities to finish the job. Played, once again, by David Shears, both he, him in terms of the pronouns. Back with a team of talented misfits, hunting down mysteries and vicariously fighting evil, proving, once again, that mind can triumph over body. I hope you enjoy the shenanigans. Hi, I'm Evie. I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Arcana, who also uses she, her pronouns. Arcana is a half-elf uh, artificer rogue from the very nearly and now locked devoured planet of Corazon. Chosen by the powers of chaos from her home faction, the Chaos Collective, she has innovated, fought, and betrayed her way to Neverwinter as a lone envoy from her home to deliver a warning against the pending invasion of a powerful elder being. Armed only with her wits, a penguin named Barbara, and a massive gun, she's here to make sure past mistakes are not repeated, and hopefully she won't get too distracted along the way. Hi, I'm Nat, I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Tessalin, who also uses she, her pronouns. Tessalin is an abale, a sort of a bee-elf hybrid person, and her species have only just arrived in the material plane from the abyss a couple of months ago, through it's some kind of magical finagling, and if you want to know more about that, maybe you could go back and watch A Viscous Cycle, also DM'd by Sean. Uh, after the events of said campaign, she was tasked by her mother, Queen Orlaj, to serve as an ambassador to the population of Neverwinter, which is a job she's been undertaking with great enthusiasm as she's keen to explore this new world and that her hive have found themselves in and all the terribly squishy, squishy folks that live in it. Hi, so my name is Natalia, she, her pronouns, and I am very excited to be here and play with Roll20. 
all together in what I think is my debut game. Yay! So I am here to join at Deathstalk and I play Zimoira Lithram, who is born as two high elves in an established family in Neverwinter. She is a grave cleric who has been absent for a while when she has, after a slightly transforming incident, gone to learn a bit more about herself and a bit more control. Hearing more about the disturbing events in Neverwinter that may or may not be affecting the city which her family live in, she has come back to investigate, save the day, and try and not let her inner compulsions get the better of her. Hello there, my name's Josh, I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Jakarth, who also uses he, him pronouns. Jakarth is a hybrid ranger, fighter, character, hybrid... When I say hybrid, he's part human, part dragon. Not the dragon-born kind of dragon, the dragon kind of dragon. Having been experimented on by a rather horrible gentleman called Jorak and Tony, we've previously saw Jakarth in A Viscous Cycle, and he dealt with those demons along with his friend Eltrion, and he's now still working with the Church of Kelimvor, as well as the Harpers, but don't tell anybody that. We are delighted to be sponsored by HeroForge. HeroForge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. You can see all of the minis that we designed for this stream in the overlay, and they animate when we enter the combat, so look out for that. HeroForge are fantastic, so do check out the pro membership where you can get premium access to features ahead of time and beta access to things um, and all sorts of cool stuff that just makes your life a lot easier. And you can check them out at heroforge.com. We are delighted to be sponsored by Ultra Pro. They make accessories for D&D, Magic the Gathering and more. My favourite part of their collection are their figurines of adorable power. Here is their gazer. Uh, they also make other things such as deck boxes uh, if you play Magic the Gathering. You can find all of Ultra Pro stuff at ultrapro.com. Hey friends, check out our new sponsor, Phoenix Dice, for a carefully created menagerie of click-clack math rocks for your delectation. Check out their entire selection at phoenixdice.com, and just so you know, Phoenix Dice are all about living gloriously in the worlds of tabletop games and sustainably in this one, which means their dice are working to be recycled, their packaging is recycled, the dice are made of sustainable materials, it's all great stuff, you should definitely get involved. You can also join us today in chat with a chance to be in a raffle and win some Phoenix Dice of your own. Just put exclamation mark dice into chat and you'll be in with a chance to win. We are proud to be sponsored by Alchemy RPG. Reimagine your gaming experience with Alchemy. They're focused on creating immersive cinematic experiences everywhere you interact with tabletop role-playing games. Playing a game, creating a world, streaming, watching live games, discovering new content, look at all the cool stuff that they are doing there. You can use environmental motion art, scene-based music, seamless character management to run your games over the internet, with upcoming features including homebrew content, streaming overlays, and spectator mode. So go and check out alchemyrpg.com. We're delighted to be supported by Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. Select your heroes and formation and battle through waves of monsters for free on PC, phone, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. You can pop exclamation code into chat for a free Electrum chest. 
We're delighted to be supported by Neverwinter. In Neverwinter, explore and defend one of the most beautiful cities from Dungeons and Dragons' Forgotten Realms campaign setting as it rises from the ashes of destruction. Epic stories, action combat, and classic role-playing await those heroes courageous enough to enter the fantastic world of Neverwinter. Neverwinter is completely free to play, so set yourself up an account today and pop exclamation mark NW gift into chat for a link to a free gift. Check out our wonderful supporters, Elderwood Academy, who make beautiful bespoke gaming-themed gear, including hex chest dice boxes, spellbook deck boxes disguised as bespoke ancient arcane tomes, and scroll and codex dice tower and rolling tray pairings. Make your own with their online designer at elderwoodacademy.com. This stream will run for three hours, and there will be roughly a five to ten minute break somewhere towards the middle. We run shows on Mondays, Tuesdays and Fridays at 6pm Greenwich Meridian slash British Summertime, which is 10am Pacific Time, 1pm Eastern Standard Time, 7pm in mainland Britain, and 2am Tuesday mornings in Japan and parts of Australia. On Mondays, we run TTRPG streams. These can be one-shots, four, six, eight, whew, or even 12 weeks long. You can always find our latest schedule at twitch.tv slash RollTogetherRPG slash schedule. On Tuesdays, we have our ongoing campaign, Fracture. And on Fridays, we have our talk show, Talk Together and Talking is a Free Action, which lasts for one hour. We are Roll Together RPG on all socials, so find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Links in chat. Thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. Uh, you can find a link in chat, help us make our shows from just one pound, one dollar, or one gold piece, and unlock more tiers by joining. Our D20 Club are fab. Uh, they've created a fan discord for us. Um, they've also made a wiki page for Roll Together. You can find that at rolltogether.fandom.com. Uh, welcome to our podcast listeners. Um, if you also would like to listen to us via podcast, you can search Roll Together RPG on your favorite podcast provider. If we're not there, let us know and we will add ourselves to that list. Uh, bumble, bumble, bumble. This is a break between. There's a pause card. Finally, we play with a diverse group of players who play a diverse set of characters with wide ranging sexual and gender identities. Our tables are trans and GNC positive, and we encourage and champion trans and GNC players and characters in our games. The DM and players may portray characters that are of a different gender to their own. We aim to avoid misgendering, but acknowledge that it does happen, and have a company policy in place for correcting people on pronouns. If we miss an instance of misgendering, we are open to being corrected, so please do just let us know in the chat if you think one has been missed. Check out exclamation mark safety in the chat for content warnings and some of the safety tools that we use through the TTRPG safety toolkit. But for now, let us commence.
welcome back everyone i hope you enjoyed our title sequence so um this is the first session for at death's door so we are in neverwinter the city of skilled hands as it is sometimes known um it is um the evening uh, the sun is setting there is a nice red tone to the sky uh, slightly too close to um the kind of color of the sky on a certain planet that um one of our characters is from and perhaps is trying her best to forget at this point but um i mean while, while i'm uh, talking about arcana might as well uh introduce her so uh evie could you how how is arcana doing and uh how does she look compared to kind of when she was last seen arpana is looking a little bit lost at the moment uh still gone out fully healed up just trying to figure out like where is the place of authority where does it look like something weird is going on this all just looks completely normal um she's all healed up which is nice is not terrified of midday which is also nice. Um, but it's just trying to convince some of the locals, look, take me to your leader, please. Look, I don't, I don't know what you, I'm, I'm just here trying to sell me cabbages. I have, I have important, I have important information from another plane. You've got to be, you've got to have a leader somewhere, somewhere, an elder, king, a queen. A, 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 an emperor? I don't know. No, yeah, and had none of them for uh, for many, many years. A mayor? Lord Neverwinter, but good luck getting an audience with him. Are there any? Okay, does the word adventurer mean anything to you? Yeah, we get them time to time. Okay, okay. Where can I find some of these? Pub usually. Sometimes temples. It's been a long day. I could use a drink. Okay, okay. The cabbage okay. juice. Oh fuck no! What kind of twisted place is this? It's a cabbage stall. Prepare to get blown over at the at the next uh, big thing that happens. Like your business is not going to last, my friend. Okay, where's the new? Uh, Nearest tavern. Um, the nearest tavern is um, probably going to be the one that you've been lodging in anyway. Um, yeah. Which is... Ah, um, so it's a tavern um, a fair distance away from the bridge. There's a bridge in Neverwinter called the uh, the Dolphin, and there's a, a, a pub that's kind of away from it. Um, uh, called the Dolphin's Wake, um, so named because they felt like, oh, it's in the wake of the Dolphin, uh, and this was just the closest that the uh, the, the publican could get to this uh, to the bridge. Um, the owner is a uh, half elf uh, by the name of Anadis Portsip Tulmos. Um, uh, she's got auburn skin, a sort of a, a galaxy of freckles, um, and you've kind of had a chance to chat to her a bit um found out that she's a widow um she used to uh, live in kithis um it's kind of cool. kind of everything what was her name again anadis port sip 
Toolnose. Toolnose being her husband's name. He was a halfling. Oh. So the, um, the theme tune for this campaign is just Countdown, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking Until about. Until the I've got, I've got a six-letter word, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm half <laughs> expecting that people um, do these puzzles during the um, Ultra Pro advert, which to me sounds like the Jeopardy theme. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I probably shouldn't say stuff like that. Um, Wait, it's a puzzle? Sorry. Right, so, yep. <laughs> back into games DM'd by me. Um, okay, so um, Arcana has been uh, wrestling with uh, trying to to get to grips with the uh, strange new plane that she finds herself in. Um, Probably got on a map at some point is trying to like draw circles at likely places where there might be some people that actually give a shit. Yeah, yeah, like... Any, anywhere written kind of quite big, you're thinking, right, these are these are kind of my first st- stops along the way. Um, meanwhile, um, let us go to... Um, so, uh, Talia and Josh. So, um, Talia, you're going to have to remind me how to pronounce your character's name. Um, go on. Zin Moira, the fam. You can just call me Moira. Moira, 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 Moira. Cool. Um, so, uh, Moira and Jakarth, um, you have kind of been um, put, put together as a as a kind of temporary team. Um, Jakarth still obviously having um, some links to the Temple of Kelimvor, uh in the Protectors Enclave, and uh, Zin Moira has um, recently returned to Neverwinter, uh, which. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail because you can obviously tell us that yourself at some point. Um, but you have returned to Neverwinter, and um, there's there's been a lot of stuff going on in Neverwinter. Um, please watch A Lonely House, Neverwinter, and the Viscous Cycle to find out what. Um, that, in a nutshell, there's been a lot of plaguing going on, uh, many plagues. Um, plague has been evolving um some people have kind of evacuated uh, it's kind of meant that there's been quite a lot for the temples to do um so uh Tali, would you please like to um describe for me your character and uh, kind of yeah uh so it's in moira the Thram, call her moira um she looks like she's in her late 20s maybe early 30s um full higher by heritage, but a little bit of a kind of like an ashy undertone to her skin. I'd say things about her face, just everything looks just a little too sharp, but otherwise she looks like just a generally pleasant young elf. Perfect. Um, So, and uh, assigned as a kind of... um, Guardian, I guess, of such, but more a kind of like it's it's a dangerous time to be going around on your own. It's not necessarily indicative of needing someone to chaperone you around the city, so much as um, you never quite know when you're going to get yourself into a situation that requires a couple more hands. So, um, Josh, please describe Jakarth's hands um, and what he's looking like wearing, etc. Jakarth's hands are 
half sort of scaly with tanned skin, red scales on his hands, which go up underneath his sleeves. Odd place to start with the hands. He's wearing a basic or very basic leather armor with like a frill to the to the collar bit. He's got a sort of yellow and black pattern round his waist, round where the belt area would be. He's got short now, for anybody who watched Viscous Sky, oh cool, he now has short black hair, quite neatly slicked back, with scales going all the way along his uh, sort of temple area and down to his neck and everything. His eyes are orange. He's got a nice, thick, full beard, and he has a bow on his back that has loads of green materials wrapped around it. Lovely. Um, so you've um, been assigned to, um, you know, accompany Moira, and um, today you've um, been uh, called up by um, uh, formerly Carpo Tyria, but has uh, since then um, become a deacon. Uh, so it's Deacon Tyria. Um, she kind of has uh, th- this morning, kind of or late late afternoonish, uh, come to you two and said, um, "Right now we've got a um, we've we've had some uh, some reports of some something weird going on in the market square. So I wonder whether you might be able to uh, just just go check that out for us." It's not. Um beasts again is it uh, things meshed together and like chimera type things no I mean uh, we haven't we haven't seen anything of the like for a for a for a bit uh, touch wood so you know hopefully we'll be uh, won't, won't be too much of that but um, no it's it's um, we've had some, some uh, I, I don't know how to describe Aberrant act- activity, um, but also um, after it's rained, people have been saying that um, the puddles are kind of taking on some healing properties. It's a bit strange. I just wanted you to check it out, see if that's real or if people are just, you know, gabbing on about nonsense. Raining holy water? I don't know if it's if it's raining, if it's something in the soil that's getting turned up, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's it's quite localized to that area, so I wouldn't have thought. Surely it'd be everywhere if it was in the rain. Does seem interesting. I've not heard the like. I yet again do not know where accent I'm going forward, Tyria. I thought I, I thought I knew. I've re- I rehearsed it and everything, and it's just gone. She she has no accent and every accent at the same time. Look, there are some towns in North Wales that be- that sound both Welsh and Scouse at the same time, and I'm pretty sure that's where she's from. Fantastic. She's from Wrexham. Wrexham. Fantasy <laughs> Wrexham. That's <laughs> pinned it down. That's... Where's Fantasy Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> He's well travelled. Mm. Apparently. <laughs> um, so, um, is there anything that you can think of that you would have done prior to heading to the kind of affected area or would you literally just kind of okay beeline that's not a pun um and you might know why it was a pun if you'd botched the last campaign and i'm just saying gather would there be any kind of list of you know names of people who may have seen anything 
interesting and the sort of thing that I probably should have prepared. Um, it was more kind of um, rumors going around. Um, so, you know, I heard it from this person who heard it from this person. So it's been a bit tricky to really pin down, but you would hope that you'd be able to maybe um, investigate the area, find out, like, try and maybe find the source. I think the second thing I'd want to know is from uh, Tyvia's comments, if it seemed to be something of any urgency or something whether it would be worth checking any historical records to see if something similar had happened in the past. I think... Um, so, have, I'll, I'll roleplay this conversation instead of just tell you the information. Um, but, uh, well, no, I think that... Uh, I've lost it again. Right, well, I, I think that uh, it's probably not a, uh, a very urgent thing that, you know, you probably just go along when you're ready, but, I mean, I've got other stuff for you to do. It, it would be interesting to go and have a look to see what's actually going on. Is that, by any chance, and not a coincidence whatsoever, anywhere near where the dolphin's wake is? Mm hmm um, so you would both be fairly familiar with the um, the layout of the city. So you um, you would know that this uh, it's, it's kind of like a thoroughfare, like a very wide thoroughfare. Um, it's not really used for very much, except it's, it's quite a good place when, um, uh, you know, caravans, um, uh, you know, long like caravans of, of wagons are coming in, um, a good place for them to kind of pitch up and then kind of turn around, go back out to the city again. Um, so it's, it's kind of like a big empty space, uh, but it's quite near to the markets. It's quite good, um, quite close to kind of like the, the sort of high streets in uh, in the Protector's Enclave. Um, and, you know, coincidentally, there does happen to be a nearby pub called the Dolphin's Wake. That could be a good place for us to go to get information. If these rumours are spreading around, it's likely to be in a tavern. Thank you for doing my job for me. Yeah, go through the tavern, go... I think at the very least, going having a look first, making notes, and then we can go check that against what people say, against what records there might be. But otherwise, we're flying blind with what there actually is there, if we do the we research could, first. Yeah, we could take some empty vials and stuff with us to get samples when we find the area, if, if you want. Useful, yes. Uh, and also, and I'll turn back to the deacon, the now deacon. Um, if if you get any news on uh, Rex or Hera, uh, could you uh, let me know, please? I've since they've left, I've been a bit um, uh, anxious as to what's going on. Not being with Rex has been a bit weird. So yes, of course. I and I. Where the hell am I from? Here, I would have thought. <laughs> Of course, it's it's been a bit it's been a bit worrying, not not really knowing where they are. So, I'll uh, I'll definitely um, I'll definitely keep my ears to the ground. Thank you. Uh, I'll I'll go gather the the vials and stuff everything, and uh, Moira and I will I'll meet you in a moment, and I'll sort of turn around and walk to where the storage area is and pick up some empty vials and bits. Um, cool. So. Um, 
I guess you two are heading to, um, you know, the area of interest, um, otherwise known as where the story is going to happen. Um, Old Railroad <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> we. You can go where you like as long as it's there. Can um, we take the train there? No, it's one of those like. Um, David and Nat. So. Um, we are definitively not where the story is happening, and we'll refuse to go there. It's fine. We will. We'll do your side <laughs> quest. Um, so, uh, David, could you please? Um, Describe for me um, Eltrion, and um, afterwards, Nat, you can um, give us a description of Eltrion's traveling compa- uh, companion. Yes. Uh, Eltrion is uh, approximately just over five foot tall, um, half drow, uh, aberrant mind sorcerer. He is dressed in a flamboyantly uh, colored uh, purple and yellow uh clothes, very fine fabric, uh, adorned with uh, precious gems, very clearly not of any uh, kind of defensive capabilities whatsoever, um, but a finely honed mind. Hair very much slicked back, eyebrows waxed, the the eponymous appearance of a dandified and uh, threatless uh, clown, but for the Harper insignia, very carefully um, hidden within the pattern of his fabric and of course um one arm that is solid gold um doesn't appear to have uh anything particularly more questionable about it than that or possibly some flesh that's growing back in a way that might be terrifying if one were to think about it for more than a couple of minutes but that's uh more or less the case and enjoying a nice stroll and the opportunity to work some mental gymnastics um possibly quite literally with the his traveling companion. Yeah, so I was going to ask actually before I start, Sean, mm. how long uh, do we think that we've uh, I've been tailing, Eltrion tailing, hanging out? Um, it's... I mean, it's probably been a couple of days, so um, I didn't want to put too like much of a label on it but it's probably been at least a kind of week or so since um the events of um a viscous cycle um so yeah I'd, I'd say kind of three to five days great thereabouts yeah i'm just checking it was like days and not weeks or months yeah yeah to, to my to my mind i kind of sent along as almost sort of a, a kind of an envoy kind of a opportunity to learn more about uh intelligent beings with psionic abilities and uh, you know very much a, a a friendly type thing um so yeah that's that's yeah. that's sort of how i saw the dynamic but obviously go right. go where you want with it and i'll follow well <laughs> please, please describe um, your character yeah, and, and so... tell me how to pronounce your character's name <laughs> so to salem um is uh it's floating along next to Eltrion um at Eltrion's height but flying um because uh she's got four legs but they're quite skinny so you know it's actually easier to just sort of fly at the same pace along uh relatively loud buzzing because she's also a giant bee person um <laughs> or in a bale <laughs> as they are known in uh in favoring um 
she has uh, has big antennas. Looks very bee-like, a large abdomen at the back. Um, for for those who have been hanging around with the abale and studying them a bit, um, she looks like the, the abdomen is nowhere near as big as the queen's, but is a little larger than the standard worker. Um, big shock of um, like Goku for. A, uh, not Goku, uh, Vegeta from Dragon Ball, like black, bristly hair, very anime looking. Um, but facially, like upper torso wise, is quite elven looking, like has got the dark, multifaceted, uh, bee like eyes, but in like where humanoid eyes would be. Um, although mouth, nose, anything below the eyes is covered up by a cloth mask. Um, and then the, uh, the body has been sort of loosely covered in, in a, an approximation of clothing, like cloth wrappings uh, that all look very sort of natural, um, loose woven, just to sort of, and it, that seems to be the done thing amongst these humanoids. So uh, so we'll cover up a little bit. Um, although it's, it's, it's tricky trying to hide that badonkadonk at the back, you know, so there's no trousers made for, for bee-like abdomens. Um, and I think as as she's floating Wait, along, are you saying that you're not a sewing bee? It, well, no, she's she's a weaver, but uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> get the boo cards out. Um, and I think as as floating along next to Eltrion is sort of looking around the city and uh, and taking it all in and uh, telepathically to him is uh, is being like. Right, so, uh, so those are cabbages, yes? And what are cabbages used for, and why do they sell so many? Well, that kind of depends on the way that you choose to look at it, because you could say that, literally speaking, a cabbage is a source of nutrition and sustenance, but also it's part of the wider economy in this area, at least for the arable farmers, um, looking at it from a macroeconomics point of view, although on the might. I sense that perhaps you were looking for a more generalised answer to that question. The cabbages are your nectar? Sure. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but they can formulate some kind of a similar sense of thing, yes. Um, although, if you have too many of them, they can be uh, quite a musical vegetable if you... Uh... Wait, no, that's probably a bit esoteric, isn't it? Uh... Do they sing? They create noises in people as a result of in, in, in They are sentient. Not exactly, although they do provoke an involuntary response, which can be quite amusing in certain circumstances, yes. You find them repulsive and yet amusing. Well, that's people in the nutshell. <laughs> I'm learning so much today. I... I, I truly hope not. <laughs> Although it is always, you know, a pleasure to be in your company. Um, of course it is. I'm I'm very charming. Indeed so. And I would not ever disabuse you of that notion. Um, your nectar, how is it produced? What is it constituated of? Does it have, um, you know, is it imbibable by organisms like myself? Well, it is very precious to us. I don't know if we have enough to spare for the likes of you. Well, what if we were to trade you some cabbages? 
Interesting. I don't think I'm qualified to make that sort of arrangement on behalf of my people. Just make it. Eltrian just makes a little note. Um, nectar may not be exchangeable for cabbages. It's um, perhaps a conversation that we continue to have for another day, but obviously we would like to learn as much about you and your people as we possibly can. I'm sure we can get along as friends. After all, you have helped us out in the past. And, and, and the same to you as well. I am very excited to try out this adventuring I hear so much about. Yes, well, we have solved the adventure of the missing cabbages, um, being that one of them is currently in my stomach. Uh, there and is are... it agreeing with you at the moment? Well... Or is it singing? It's um, it's considering a, a concerto that may or may not make itself known at a, a time possibly later to this one, but I'll just blame it on the dogs, of course. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a, a tradition for humanoids. Um, whenever vegetables are musical, you blame it on the dogs. Do dogs play instruments? Well, I mean, not generally speaking, but I'm trying to teach mine to. Excellent. What kind of music do they play? I would like to know more about your music. Bark. This could this conversation could go on for yeah. so long. <laughs> I, I blow a whistle and the dogs appear. Um, um, th- I mean, through, throughout this whole conversation, the cabbage seller has just stood there, just like, you're going to buy a cabbage... No. I love that we're also having this conversation internally in our minds, so it looks as if we're just standing there, not saying anything. <laughs> just, just pointing. Just intimidating. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, would you like to try a, a, a cabbage? I, I, I fear that we may be intimidating the poor person here. I don't know if I can. Maybe I should try. Uh, cabbage keep. One of your finest cabbages, please. Oh, bloody hell, all right. Um, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be a copper piece, please. In in their mind, the, the cabbage seller is... He looks like a very nice person. I think I should just give him the cabbage. Outrageous behaviour. Um, roll me a persuasion roll. Uh, that's a flat 20. So, this this uh, this market seller who makes his living out of um, selling cabbages for a copper piece at a time um, considers whether or not he should, in fact, give the um, very beautiful-looking half-drow um, a free cabbage and goes, I'll tell you what, there's two of you. Do you want two for a copper piece? Oh, sure, that'd be very kind of you, but I couldn't possibly dream of letting you give us one for free now. You'd be taking the two copper pieces. After all, all right. you're a person who makes their living selling cabbages, and what kind of a person would I be if I robbed copper out of you just for my own amusement? Uh, sorry, is that a rhetorical question? Oh, for or... God's sake, here's the copper. We'll take the cabbages. Thank you very much. Did I just make an upsell, or...? Anyway... This is very noble of you, Eltrion. People usually like to give me things for free because of my status, but I see now that sometimes it's nice to remind them that they don't have to. I think it's fun to play with people, but at the end of the day, it's important not to be... How would my mentor put it? Don't be an asshole. 
Hmm. I don't think I could physically replicate that. Well, I wouldn't let it bother you for the immediate term, no. But um, anyway, would you like to try some, some cabbage? Uh, Sean, I've honestly forgotten what we're supposed to be doing, mate. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't really Why told you. Why are we here? <laughs> um, so, uh, Eltron, being a member of a certain organisation, um, has um, keeps in touch with, uh, with said organisation and um, occasionally hears back. Um, and you did fairly recently um, get a missive that um, indicated that there was a person in um, Neverwinter who had um, arrived via a, via a planar gate, um, which isn't unusual in of, a, in of itself, but, um, you know, they like to kind of keep on top of finding out what people's intentions are and um, haven't been able to uh, to get too much in terms of gossip about what this person's um, after. Um, there's kind of mention of trying to get an audience with um, uh, Lord Neverember um, or someone with authority. Um, but again, that's not particularly unusual behaviour of people who have kind of come to visit the city from outside. Um, they just, they, they'd like someone to kind of just go in directly and try and find out what this person's about. Um, to Salin, um, you have um, been given the kind of task of kind of scouting around um, uh, being um, an avail of your status. Um, you have the ability to travel further away from the hive than uh, the most. Um, and uh, th that kind of um, thing makes you perfect to be a scout and to kind of learn information without having to you know, frequently return. Um, Polypanro has um, also um, fairly recently um, kept you updated with some news from the Hive that um, there have been some issues with um, the, the the recent broods. Um, the uh, uh, the spawns have um, have not gone right. Um, they've they've lived like they're not died or anything, but they um, instead of hatching into a single abale grub, um, they've kind of just hatched into a swarm of wasps. Oh no! And yeah, the said wasps have just kind of gone. Yep, toodaloo. Thanks for thanks for the raising me and you know all the nectar and stuff and and, and gone. Bastards! Is it is it summertime in Neverwinter? Given that it's um, Neverwinter there. Yeah, it is always summertime by uh, by exclusion of anyway. Um, <laughs> I think it's probably sort of around autumn time, but um, okay. the the temperature in Neverwinter is pretty constant. Um, it's um, uh, because Neverwinter sits on um, uh, very, very kind of close to the mount, um, the volcano Mount Hope now, um, they um, they experience this kind of micro, microcosm of um, like very quite warm, balmy um, weather all times, um, hence being called Neverwinter. It's literally, that's, that's kind of why. Um, so yeah, in terms of is the heat affecting the broods? I mean, could be, um, 
can't rule anything out. But uh, I was I was more thinking, uh, pitying the 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 poor people of uh, of the city who have gone through like there is plague and and that's awful and there's all sorts of other awful things going on and now they're trying to have their ice creams and there's extra wasps around. Like it's it's a bad time. Yeah, bad time to be a Netherwinter. Um, so you've been given, um, Eltron has been given a kind of rough direction to go in, to sail in, not so much a direction, but more, you know, listen out, see if there's anything kind of strange going on. Um, you would be familiar with a particular wizard who had been causing trouble fairly recently that even though has been killed twice, um, still kind of on the watch make sure you know he could still be behind stuff um like that box yes behind that stall he's a cabbage man he's not like oh no no um eltron you have been told that uh the person has been spotted around the kind of this this large thoroughfare um near and particularly seems to be around this uh the dolphin's wake pub would we have any uh, ears on the ground um, or, you know, CIs that could maybe speak to who uh, might might have seen something around, um, the, around, the, around the, the pub? Like, would we have a an agent in place working behind the bar, that sort of thing? Um, not working behind the bar. Um, you've kind of been given um, most of the information that the... Um, that the organization are aware of mm. however um if you were kind of in the area as you were approaching uh, there would be someone that you would recognize um uh just kind of going around um begging um trying to get uh, a couple of coins from passers-by uh a, a vagrant by the name of um uh, franklin amazing uh speaking into Franklin's mind once I get close enough, you're like, Hi, Franklin. Watch your six o'clock. Um, with this kind of strange, um, like, efficiency that, because uh, most people are fairly confused by that sort of talk, um, Franklin just kind of turns and about, about faces and is like, Oh, you're right. Uh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I've forgotten your name. Uh, no worries. It's probably better if we don't know each other's names, really, is it? I'm sure Franklin's not your real name. Oh, I mean, I mean, it is. Should, should I have not told you that? Well, just in case you would confuse me with any other psionic, golden-armed, half-drow be wandering around in these parts, I'd better tell you my name's Eltrion. Right, yeah, Eltrion, Eltrion. And, and, I don't believe I've had the pleasure, um... Um... This is Franklin. And, uh... Oh, uh, we'll get psychically. My name is Tessalen. Pleased to meet you. Oh, oh, brilliant. Um, it, it's easier with the psionics, trust me, Franklin. Um, oh, right, so I don't even have to have this come. He kind of switches and, and, and starts thinking back to you both. Um, right, I've not really done this. Um, I, can, I, can I help you? Uh, oh, silver, silver for an old soldier? No, it's worth a try. No one has to do with the organisation that we both um, 
be employing us is not particularly ungenerous when it comes to um, monetization. But Franklin, here you go. I have a silver for you, mate. Yeah, um, I will. I will go to say, for, to your knowledge, Franklin isn't a isn't part of your organization, but he is someone that you recognise and who would see. Okay, so uh, people going around some uh, like a like a street ear that a lot of a lot of organisations would use rather than someone being part of ours specifically. Yeah, yeah, understood. Um, Franklin, I imagined you know what it is I might wish to be known about. So individuals arriving in town, something to do with the this here area. Um, and wasps. Indeed, and wasps. Could you give me a? I think it's going to be persuasion, just out of just just trying to pick one of those, um, or or maybe investigation if one of you would prefer it. Um, just on Franklin's behalf to see what he whether he kind of picks up on what you're uh, what you're getting at, okay, what he can remember. Persuasion, he root. Uh, so twenty-seven. Nice. Uh, no. Oh, you're muted. Do you want me to roll separately? If you want to, you don't have to. Sure, sure. Mm. Uh, that is persuasion to the tune of uh, 24. Oh, nice. Yeah, so both, both very high. So um, persuasive. So, Franklin thinks about it, and, you know, you get a kind of muddle of, of thoughts as, uh, as this... Uh, Kind of starts starts coming through, and um, you you almost do get an image. Um, it seems that Franklin was um, just kind of sitting to one side of the road, um, and there was a kind of flash of green lights, and um, a person looking rather um, worse for wear. Um, uh, definitely looked like she'd been in the wars. Um, just just kind of materializes, and then sort of limps away. Um, you know, feet splashing in the puddles as she goes. And um, you also do get kind of just just sort of odd memories of, of lots of wasps. Um, nothing that feels particularly useful to, to Salin, but um, Eltrion, you do now know what the person looks like. Um, and um, you get the sense that this was a couple of days ago. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there, was, a, there was a person. Um, I didn't... Uh, didn't, didn't go up to them. Um, I was, well, you know, to be quite honest, pr- pretty scared. Uh, you know, people just like rising in the middle of the street. But I've seen I've seen her about. She'd been, uh, you know, talking to people, asking people that you know look important. Do you remember anything about what she was saying? Ah, it's a bit out of earshot. Take me to your leader. Seemed to be uh, the main kind of phrase hmm. well, so far this is to uh, Tesla so far that doesn't tell us much we don't already know hmm. did she specify which leader um I, I don't I don't think she necessarily knew herself um uh yeah your guess is as good as mine my geese. You. No. My guess. Guess. <laughs> I'm still you... still working on this listening thing. It's difficult. 
<laughs> you, it you, sounds you like you start to get images of geese. He's uh, like geese, are geese, pertinent. Isn't that when you have like a compulsion to do things that people cast a spell on you? <laughs> I don't think Tassalan's seen a goose before, so he's just very confused at this point, no. and just stood there, sort of shaking be, head a little bit. Not to be confused with cabbages and things of that like. Sean, from what mm-hmm. we've now been told, mm-hmm. can I can we ascertain like what we should be like what we should be doing next in terms of like is it still the dolphin as the place to to be because this hasn't really given us much other than mm. somebody's been around <clears throat> um if if pressed franklin would um kind of try and think about like when he he'd seen her and um does kind of she's i mean let's face it she sticks out but you see someone suddenly teleport into a space you you don't forget their face so he has clocked kind of her, her movings uh move, moving movings movements uh movements around um and has has noticed her go into the dolphin so it does seem like that's probably you know uh, the next station this person sounds confused and lost and in need of help and you are a person who helps people so we should go and deal with that well i can follow your train of thought what? I mean, the thoughts that you've had have created a pattern such as like to be described as something going in a particular direction towards a certain point, on the journey of which I am more than happy to go. Shall we go? You seem to be explaining things in a very long and complicated way again. Cabbage, as we turn to leave. Uh, yeah, at that junction, let's... Uh head back to um so moira and um Jakarth, um you um can have arrived would you would you have wanted to do something in the uh the main kind of space or would you have gone straight to the to the pub that Jakarth suggested do we know the exact area where the rain has been happening or is it just rumors of where it's potentially been happening um you've been getting reports of it happening sort of around this this sort of area so that when um Tyria gave you the kind of directions um it, that that was the kind of rough um, area that kept being mentioned so how close is the area to my mother's shop um it's not like it's not like around the corner but um it's only kind of one of it, it would be one of the streets just off of this thoroughfare. I'd probably want to go and make a stop there first, then, just because I know that she is a sensible contact. Just to see if they, if she could start kind of doing some more inquiries with you know people like because yeah, she's very easy for me to keep track of, and then we could carry on to some other key locations where there might be other people. Perfect. This is where you make me try and do your accent, isn't it? It's been going so well for me today. Um, cool. Uh, yes. So, um, Moira's mother is. I've got this written down. Um, uh, Kai Kayadara. Sai. Did I pronounce it? Sayadara. Sayadara. Okay. 
is what happens when you mostly communicate via Discord. Um, you, you get discordant pronunciations. Um, so Sayadara. Um, yeah, so Sayadara's shop would be kind of um, a, a, a bit of a detour um, from the Temple of uh, Kalimbor, but um, you could kind of, you know, just take a couple of side streets and, and go via there. So, yeah, you're more than welcome to ring the door. Just going to go and tuck by my tresses of purple hair and lift up my dark robes because I did not give any physical descriptions apart from elf and sharp. Yeah. And then go and just say, well, uh, Jakarth, I think it's, it's worth... My mom was just around the corner, so I think it's just worth going and having a chat to her. Okay, well, yeah. I'll come with you. She, if she's not there, there'll be someone there who can help. Just keep an eye, keep, work out what's going on, and then maybe I don't know a tavern somewhere where there's lots of people just to carry on with the conversations. Yeah, uh, the dolphins wakes back that way, so we can go go to your mother's shop, and then we can come back to the to the dolphins wake. Perfectly sensible. Excellent. Um, so yeah, as you enter the shop, um, Tully, would you like to describe what your, your mother looks like? I'd say she looks like me, but you can tell that she's an elf who's been alive for a while now. So she's, you know, her face is slightly more rounded. You know, she's got you know, a few wrinkles around her eyes, some laugh lines by her mouth. Her hair is kind of more kind of like a light purple grey tied up in a bun, usually, and more kind of practical clothes with sleeves rolled up. Yeah, she specialises in fibre crafts. Yeah, you know, it's a you know, very respectable weaver's shop that she's you know, does as kind of a hobby when you live as long as an elf does. To keep going on. Um Looks like she can lay down the law if she wants to, but she, there's too much like kindness in her eyes. So yeah, so she's more of a "I'm disappointed in you" kind of mom rather than an angry mom. Perfect. Not that she's got anything to be disappointed about. Um, so as you um, as you open the door and uh, enter the shop, um, you can see that um, your mother is um, she's um, seems to just be. Um, helping a customer and she kind of looks up and and you know as soon as she sees you her her face breaks into a uh, smile and um she gives you that kind of nod of you know you know give, give me a couple of couple of minutes and uh, and once she's finished with um serving the customer um comes over to you um gives you a, a big hug i guess would be your customary greeting um Oh, Moira, it's lovely of you to, to pop in and see us. Well, I mean, I'm still coming for dinner later, but we're kind of on a investigation mission, me and uh, Jakarth here. Oh, lovely. I, 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 I just, it's nice to see you. you you've, been, you've been away for so long, and then, I, you know, I, I worry that some, you, you wouldn't make time for us, but uh, you know, it's, it's lovely to see you. So. I was at dinner like three days ago. Yes, but I do miss you. I miss you too, Mum. And uh, oh, no, you're, you're... I'm now. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to say your, your father's not um, not not feeling too well today. He's uh, he's not gone not gone into uh, to the graveyard today. No. No. no it's not nothing to worry about. Just just a cold or something. Just uh, you know. I mean, it's getting getting towards flu season. Okay, but I mean, he is a man who will literally work to when he is feeling like death to tend to the dead. I know. I. I, I admit that I might have had uh, a little something to do with uh, making sure that he stayed at home today. He he he, he shouldn't be going out, especially not when there's uh, you know events going on as they have been. You know, can't be passing around any more infections. That's sensible from what I heard. I mean, um, we've got similar questions. So I mean, it's better to ask them now rather than to bring them up at dinner. So, um, of course, we heard something about some aberrant activity around. The area, and then puddles of holy water. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what uh, the the, abar- the aberrant uh, activity might be, but um, no, the uh, I did have a gentleman come in. He was he was going he was going around in sandals, and he, he was saying that he trod in a puddle, and his athlete's foot just suddenly cleared up. So, okay. I, I don't know what that's about. It's just—it's not something I've heard about. Just, I don't know. People pouring out bottles of healing potions into the street. I don't know. But would, would you mind if other people come in with similar thoughts? Would you mind just—I don't know—getting <laughs> politely getting details or names? I'll, I'll try and get the tea for you. Thank you. Like super hot. Of course, you've been away. You've been away for a while. Um, yes, I'll I'll get any information that I can. <laughs> oh God! Is there, is there even more new slang going on here? I'm not sure I'm going to be able to keep up with it forever. Well, you know, working in a shop, you pick things up. So, I'll 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 do my best. Well, I mean, speaking of tea, though, can I get you? Drink, are you? I think, we, unless Jack unless you want anything, I think we've got some more stops to make. I'm fine. Thank you very much for your for asking, but I'm fine. We're going to the pub now. Um, I will, uh, as you are all converging on the pub at the same time. Um, I'm going to ask, and don't don't read into this, I'm going to ask you to roll initiative just to work out who arrives first. So, um... The DM says don't read into it. You 100% read into uh, it. It's too late, oh, Sean. I'm already looking at all my combat spells. Do I <laughs> as well? Um, <laughs> Arcana, I, is, I mean, is Arcana in the pub? Because there's no point in everyone I'm, converging if you're not. I kind of imagine Arcana is in the pub, set up shop at a really big table, with gear spread everywhere, just fully at home. Yeah, beer mugs kind of holding down the corners of your map while you. Yeah, maybe there's a knife stuck in one point with like a couple of circles drawn around it. Maybe some like string going in different places. Cool. Uh, what's everyone's um, roll? 23 for Jakarth. Mm hmm. Is that a five for the morning? So I don't know. Somehow I've managed to go and spend too much time at my mum's place. 
Jakar's just just wandered out the door unseen. <laughs> yes, Mo- yes, Moira, let's go. Walks out and hasn't realised you've not come with him. <laughs> um, to Salen, Elgin. Seventeen for Salen. Uh, Twenty. Nice. Um, I mean, I am doing this in pairs, so I believe having um, left the shop, Moira kind of eventually you knew would would have linked back up again, and um, you could uh, rejoin um, the scene. Um, so, Arcana, you're just kind of in the pub, and um, uh, Anadis is um, just kind of over with you. It's 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 a bit of a quiet one. Um, wait. A lot of people haven't finished work just yet, so you know it'll obviously get get busier towards um, sort of dinner time. But um, she's just kind of she's taken to coming over to your table and kind of cleaning up some glasses near you instead of being behind the bar, uh, and she's just kind of going on about Kithis again, um, whether you want it or not. She's just kind of there. Anna is just kind of trying to keep as many glasses on the table as possible, while also going, yeah, that's nice. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear. Not not particularly engaging, um, but kind of being sympathetic and like, oh, I understand enough to kind of... Yeah, carry the conversation. Yeah. I also realised that I didn't give a physical description of Arcana, but when you walk in, she's like a five foot six, um, a half elf with pastel uh, pink hair, which is apparently growing naturally. Who knows how or why that happens? Um, in kind of very dark uh, brown leather overalls with little uh, buttons and cogs all over them, uh, and a big ass gun just sitting on her shoulder at any given time. And she has freckles because she's cute. Um, so mourning the loss of uh, what could have been Nora and Arcana pairing up and destroying the world together. Match made in heaven. They, they fit so well together, and then the betrayal. Anyway, um, so as kind of this conversation is happening to you, um, Jakarth and uh, Moira, you enter the tavern. Um, I shall get us some drinks. Uh, would you Would you care to grab us a table and? We can sort of survey the area and see if we can listen in on anybody talking about anything going on. Seems perfectly sensible. Uh, uh, yes. What tickles your fancy? Well, what's your poison? Actually, that's probably not the right thing to say in Neverwinter. Just water's fine. Okay. Um, I've changed. I've changed my mind. Evie, could you please roll me a uh, an initiative roll? Sure. You'll find cool. out why. It's at 11. 11, cool. Um, a good so, sorry? A good table around. Um, so there seems to be um, a, a fairly decent number of, of tables and um, you find one that's tucked slightly away um, towards the back so that kind of when people filter in, they're not going to have to... Um, uh, you, you know, you're not going to be kind of in one of the prime seats, I guess. Um, there does seem to be a rather large table that's being taken up by a, a large map and a uh, half-elven woman by uh, the description as uh, as described. But um, and there's the odd person who looks like 
you know, possibly retired, um, maybe has slightly different shift patterns. So they're, you know, they're not on the kind of nine to five grind sort of thing. Um, but other than that, it's quite quiet. Um, and uh, Jakarth, as you kind of enter the um, the barkeep, does kind of totter off behind the uh, bar and just, uh, well, hello, love. What, what can I get you? Uh, could I have uh, ale and a water, please? Of course. In the same glass, or is that two orders? Uh, two orders, please. All right, my love. Um, starts pouring it, and just out of nowhere, just starts telling you about her uh, dead husband. Um, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, no, this this happened years ago. This was back in Kith. This, uh, you see, he's, he used to work on the cliffs, uh, harvesting the moss. You know, it's quite honourable work, and this kind of goes on. He fell off? Oh, no. Well, you know, they, they, they didn't update the equipment for a good 20 years, I'd say. So, ah, uh, okay. This was, this was a decade ago now, so, you know, I'm... <laughs> I have the drinks in my hands and I'm trying to walk away. She's still talking to me. I'm too polite to just turn around and walk off. I'm just like, all oh, right, yes, yes, okay. And I'm just looking over to see if Moira's gotten us a table. Uh, yes, oh, that's such a shame. Eventually she takes a breath and uh, you kind of can take that as a... Thank she, you. she she kind of starts walking out and um, almost gravitates back to Arcana's table, um, which is um, a couple of tables away from from where you are. Uh, there's your water, Moira. Uh, what person seems to be taking up an awful lot of space? They do at that. Is that a map on the table? Just hear a mutter of the contamination in the background. Be somebody for us to talk to. Can I get? I'd like to get a vibe check from this person. Roll for vibe. Roll for vibe. Insight roll, um, and then Evie, it will be your choice of um, persuasion, deception, or um, performance, depending on whether you are trying to kind of put on a um, persona. If you're um, trying to kind of hide what you're doing um or what's what's the other one um or if you're like trying to um appear more um authoritative and you know trustworthy trying to no. be as obvious as possible that i've got some important shit going on so that the right people will gravitate towards me that is okay. the plan cool yeah p- probably persuasion or, or performance either of the two whichever Ooh. whichever one's best for you oh and that was a nat 20 for 24. nice um, and what were your vibe checks? Um, just insight. It's a basic thirteen. Thirteen. So I rolled a five. Okay. Um, I think though, with the uh, with the twenty that Arcana, um, you know, you you kind of pick up on um, exactly what Arcana's trying to put out. So, yeah, she does feel like a person that's worth going and having a conversation with. It must be Karth. feels relevant. Reckon we should gravitate towards her? I think so, just from... Yeah. Okay. I'll just pick my drink up and walk over to a table. Very cool. You you approach the person with player character energy. Yeah. (laughs) You seem like an important person. Is that that your opening gambit? Couldn't help but notice your hit points. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help but notice you're a lot... 
better equipped than everybody else in this place. Is that class is this, levels I see? Is this how Jakarth flirts? Because he needs to work on his game, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not the worst opening lines. <laughs> are they temp HP or are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> I know I, I, anime protagonist hair. <laughs> are you a, are you a fighter or are you just giving me an action surge? If I could, I'd put all my points in grapple just to hold you even closer. <laughs> oh, it's Burry. Boo. Burry, boo. <laughs> well, then keep going. Big. <laughs> oh. Um. Go on. I fail a wish and save willingly to fall into your trap. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, rather intriguing map you're looking at there. I don't believe I've yes, seen you before. That would be very weird if you had. Uh, can I, can I incite them to see if they're important and powerful people? Bearing yeah, in mind, actually, my passive investigation is nineteen, so I might just get a vibe that they are also plot relevant. I will say that it is um, useful to the plot if you realise that these are people worth talking to. So yes. Yes, uh, you're from you're from here, yeah. I well, not necessarily from here, but I. Live Speak here. from this this plane. Oh yes. Brilliant. Sit down. Sit down. Move some glasses. Move some glasses. Uh, I think we've got some stuff to talk about. Um, hi, I'm Arcana. Uh, Jakarth. Uh, this is my friend. Moira of the Temple of Kalimthor. Moira of the Temp- Moira. Moira got you. Uh, I'll ask you more about the Temple of Kalimthor later. But for now, we've got some business to discuss. Okay. Okay. Hold on to your butts. Does the name Ragnora mean anything to you? I think with the best history and uh, role in the world, probably not. Feel free to roll it, but it'll be hard. I can't say roll, that. I've... Roll a d100. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say that I have. Hmm. Hmm? A four? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this, let me put we're, it... we're talking disadvantage times four, I think. Yeah. Let me put it another way. Have there been weird things? going on recently D- different contaminations different like a lot of kind of apocalyptic style biological events oh, that look, seem semi-connected oh look at Arcana's map is it a map of Faerun I'll just point to Neverwinter and go welcome to Neverwinter the, the city of contamination basically so it's all centred within the city at the moment hmm Seems that way, yes. Okay, um, I should probably backtrack. Um, I am from, I know it's hard to believe, another plane of existence. Pause for shot. Well done. Can I Excellent. roll a performance check to see how shocked <laughs> I can make myself seem? Uh, yes, please do. Uh, Jakarth was meant to be a serious character. That's a 12. No. That's a 14, actually. Reasonably convincing. What's what's your passive insight? Fifteen. You can tell that he yeah. guessed that you wanted them to be more shocked, but it sounds like planar travel is quite common here. I kind of only wanted them to play along so that they seemed like a team player. See, it was a bit of a test. Oh, well, wow. Well done. That's very impressive. No, but the part is, uh, my plane 
has been is be, is currently being destroyed by a by interplanar being and we have reason to believe that someone on your plane is calling it here that's rather worrying the the person who is in who we believe was in charge of the plague here is hopefully dead yes you're still getting contamination uh there's been a few what's the word um evolutions to the contamination since their death sort of um altered a little bit it's part of one head of your hydra i'm the only person that can make it through from my plane to deliver this message to you now we need to get this message out. We need to get as many people involved and prepared as possible. Because this could potentially destroy your entire plane of existence. That's not good. No, that's definitely not the type of mission I was expecting to go on today, at least. Uh, do you happen to know where this might take place? I assume Neverwinter, if this is where it's focused. I was rather hoping that... I was rather hoping that you could give me more information about what's going on in the area, so that we can probably help you. I'm sorry, I'm not communicating this across very well. This was supposed to be a bard giving the message, and I ended up here. I'm doing my best. That was fine. Uh, do you happen to have a more localised map of the city itself? Uh, do I? Um... I think it's probably fair that you, you probably picked up a couple of things, like a tourist guide to Neverwinter, pointing out all of the famous adventurers' homes, that sort of thing. Um, I think also it is probably around about the sort of time when Tessalin and Eltron would um, head in. And um, I mean, give me a perception roll, both of you. A 22. Eight. Okay. Um, to Salin, uh, you recognize um, the person that was shown to you in the vision from Franklin, um, talking to um, two people, one of whom you don't recognize, uh, but one of whom you recognize by description, um, as they were kind of talked about in the hive, um, this being Jakarth, obviously. Um, Eltram, uh, that, that's oh. an interesting point, actually, Sean. Mm. We've sort of played on the idea of um, talking to Franklin before, like telepathy, suggesting you could sort of get a mind's eye image uh, as opposed to communicating words sometimes. Would the Hive have shared that, that just the image of Jakarth as part of the party in general? I yeah, I feel that would be yeah, definitely fair. Um, if not the Hive, then certainly Eltrion um, in kind of conver conversation with, with him. Yeah. Um, so, uh, David, with your eight, um, you kind of, you, you come in, but, um, you, um, uh, you're just kind of distracted by I'm the- I'm focused on the bar, Sean, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about getting a drink, um, you know, everything else will just look after itself. <laughs> and you're more than welcome to do so. Eltrion, your biological needs are less important than the matter at hand, do you not think? I your friend Jakarth is here, and speaking to the person that we are here to find. Well, if Jakarth is here, then it sounds as though the matter is definitely well in hand. 
well enough for me to uh, imbibe myself in any event. Can I um, get you a point of nectar? Do they serve that here? Well, in a manner of speaking. It's called... They've been stealing our nectar. No, it's a different kind of nectar. Um, the, the amber nectar. I don't know if I trust humanoid nectar. I suppose I'd better try it just to be on the safe side. I, I can certainly get you one. Um, if you would like to uh, make yourself known to uh, Jakarth. You hear a familiar voice. I'll turn around, see how you want to go. Oh, woo. Oh, woo. Oh, woo. It's like 007 looking at 006, and let's not argue about which of us is which. Good to see you. Good to see you too. It's been a week, maybe. Right. Point. I've got one, but I'll take another one. All right. And uh, your companions? Drink your booze. Fine, thank you. Has Arcana ever seen a big bee person before? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Romy history. Most of the people in the pub probably haven't. <laughs> they're, they're becoming more common, but it's yeah. it's def- definitely a kind of... It's, it's still not frequent. It's okay, I'm keeping a low profile with my mask. Mm. <laughs> so, sorry, Evie, what is it? 24. 24. Um, I think you probably only in the last couple of days. So um, Abel wouldn't have been on the plane that you've come from. Um, but you um, you have been in this city for a couple of days. There are kind of groups of um, bee folk just kind of flying around. They're just not patrolling as such, but like, you know, getting the lay of the land and uh, being a bit more adventurous. And uh, especially since uh, Eltron's been doing some good work, uh, acting as an ambassador for them and uh, helping them integrate. But... Uh, Probably not talk to one. On seeing um, Tessaly? Tessaly. Tessaly just kind of reaches the gun and goes, no, no, not here. That's fine. It's fine. Just goes, wine if you're offering. Verity dues. Uh, Barkeep, um, I would like a picture of the, um, no, not the brain punisher, a picture of the bloat and, um, Blast I'm not the convinced they would name a beer after their recent hardships. Like, we're not going around ordering a pint of COVID from... No, but people are ordering Coronas, though. Yeah. They were ordering Coronas before yeah. everything went down as well. Because <laughs> yeah. of family and Vin Diesel and stuff. Right, so one... One, one, one bloat... You don't. You don't have to go with this. You could say. So you could say that, that 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 beer doesn't exist. You can. You know. Come up with another one. This is this is collaborative storytelling, and this is the story that we're collaborating. Uh, no, actually, I'll have a, I'll yes, have a picture of the halfling cheese. <laughs> yep, along with some hay sweets, um, and a pickle. Voice, voice, and um, um, yeah, the glass and, of the house white. Cool, and uh, you get a thrilling tale on um, the cool. benefits of harvesting moss. Yeah, not even listening. Uh, just put a, a coin down, um, and I will uh, psionically start passing drinks across the room, assuming that they're less than 60 feet away. And if that's remarked upon, it is, and if not, it isn't. That's that's how Altrion is. He's a flashy git. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of patrons who kind of look at their mugs and then decide that they've probably had enough and go home, but that's about it. 
I'm used to it. I've drunk with LG on plenty of times over the past couple of weeks, so I'll take take mine and just put it down. I am very busy. I've got a pencil and I am enhancing the tourist map to make it more realistic. Ooh. Huh? While, uh, while Eltrion is passing the drinks over and ordering that, I think uh, Tessalen has spotted Arcana sort of looking a little bit startled and has walked over. Once entering the, the pub, has landed rather than flying because appreciates that outside it's one thing, but inside if you're flying and making that much noise, it's a bit disruptive. Um, she has been socialised a little bit, so has like landed and sort of tip-taps over um, and will sort of awkwardly extend a hand because Eltrion has taught her this is a thing that you do. And you thumbs? Like, I think it's like the, the little like three, mm. three, three part hand things. Um, and you'll just get in your head um, and it extended out to uh, so Zinmoira and Jakarth can also hear as well. Um, Hello, welcome. My name is Tessalin of the Abale. Yes, we are somewhat startling. We are relatively new here as well. But please rest assured, we will not harm you. We will only take your body after you are dead with your permission to lay our eggs in it. That's... Coming on the bit strong. Extremely polite of you. Oh, sorry. No, sorry, you're all right. As extremely polite as abominations go. Um, absolutely. As a matter of fact, it may not matter anyway because uh, if you don't come and help us with this little project, you may not have bodies to inseminate very soon. That sounded weirder when I said the it. Apocalypse is going to come and kill us all. Yeah. That does seem rather pressing. I would like to clarify, we do not inseminate the dead bodies. We merely use them as nests, per se. A comforting distinction, to be sure. Like when a mama bed, mama bird sits on an egg. Very much so. Insulate, that's very clever. Ooh. Hey, L. So this apocalypse. <laughs> how, do, how do you feel about going from saving Neverwinter to saving the entire plane of existence? Bits I like, bits I don't like as much. Well, I suppose on balance, we probably should. Oh, you're serious? Oh, yes. Well, fuck. What, what appears to be the uh, situation? Well, hello. My hello. name's Arcana. And you are? In Arcana's mind. Etrion. Yeah, that's a very neat trick, but it's not great for like team collaboration. Various telepathic bond. No, I won't bother. I'll just speak out loud. At, um... Eltrion is very selfish and has not mastered the art of including everyone in telepathic conversation yet. We have tried to include him as part of the hive, but so far he seems to be resisting. Well, it's just there are some things that are more enjoyable when they aren't a group collective kind of thing, but, you know, agree to disagree. I apologise if I was in any way rude. Uh, my name is Eltrion. Golden arm. A blowdra. Because you've got a golden arm. Yes, that is kind of the whole thing I was going for. Were you born with that name or did you give it yourself? Well, it's one of those things, I've been called worse, I've been called better, and this is the one that's stuck. Oh, it's a nickname? So it would appear. 
Huh, do you like it? Oh, well, I guess it doesn't matter. Any... You're part of a band now, and we're going to try and stop your apocalypse before what happens to your... what happened to my world happens to your world, so you have to be a team player now, okay? Been roped in, you're the only people of any marginal bubble power that have walked into this tavern in the last few days. So unless you can get me to your fucking leaders to get this message out quicker, you guys are the best we've got. I mean, I probably can. That's I'm sure cool. we can arrange that. That's the thing. I probably can. Unless there's a reason I can't. No, don't think you've been excommunicated or anything, so... I mean, if you don't think we're enough, I can hoist this flagpole slightly higher up the tree and see what happens. I, Not to disparage the relative power statuses of everyone around this table, but if we are looking for slightly more resources and people slightly more in charge, I can... We can go and talk to my mother, yes. I was going to say the, the Abel Queen would be the best person to probably speak to is not being from this plane, they would have some understanding of what is probably happening, whereas I'm not going to finish my sentence on the rules of this place. Or indeed our immediate superiors, Jakarth. Or that, yes. My suggestion is that I can go and talk to the temple, to my superiors there, who can be very either very slow or very quick, depending on how they're feeling at the time and the restrictions on them. All that being said, though, I would like to point out that this sounds like the kind of thing that one might class as an adventure, and it's something that I am quite keen to experience myself. So we can take this further up if you really think it needs to happen, but if we think we can solve it amongst ourselves, I would very much like to try. Just to clarify, the cost of getting this wrong is the destruction of the entire plane. I don't think this is um, the same as getting a cabbage. Uh, <laughs> that was an adventure in itself, yes. It, it but... really was, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying on the grand scale of adventures, there's kind of, you know, low-level helping old people cross the street, getting cats out of trees, buying cabbages, and then there's right up fucking here at the top of the mountain, uh, scared of the plane, kind of crash and um that that's that's all i'm saying there's a bit of a scale kind of thing going on there and i i appreciate that and helping people across the street and acquiring cabbages i do not get to stab people so if we could try and find something more exciting then that would be great basically what well you're saying good. is yeah basically what you're saying is, is you've you've had enough of the fetch quests and now you want to go straight to the end game that sounds excellent, yes. But we do need somewhere for the hive to continue afterwards. So it is ideal that we actually save the, the universe and not uh, let things go wrong. So I appreciate that we may need to take this higher up. I'd like to say I really appreciate you all cooperating and taking this higher up. But I also want to really just drum home, this really is a matter of life and death. This isn't an adventure. This isn't a little quest. This is the potential destruction of everything and everyone you know. Just want you to understand that. Miss, my family lives here. I take their well-being very seriously. So you'll take this seriously? What about me says that I'm not? It was an observation. Hmm. Yes. 
I don't know you, but everything that you say and what's been happening in this place, yeah. I came back to Neverwinter because things were not, I was told things weren't good here. Things were strange things. I'm not going to let it get worse if I can help it. And you two seem to have some experience. Us? Mm? Well, I'll look to the localised map that Arcana has and I'll go, well, um, here, and I'll point to where the Abail live. This is where... Uh, may I call you Tess? Is that okay? I'm terrible with pronouncing names. Oh, so. No one has ever referred to me as that before. I will have to remember that that is what you are doing. Okay. Uh, so, the Al the Arbail is... This is where they are located. This is where they are living in, setting up their homes more in caverns underneath Netherwinter. Uh, over here, and I'll go over to where the bloat and everything has been going on. This is where the disease has been happening. And this asylum bit here is where... Uh, Eltron and myself fought uh, a rather horrible gentleman called Jurok and Tony and killed him who he was one of the people that was experimenting with various different forms of the bloat itself um, just quickly um, Talia when the name Antony is mentioned um, you do remember dealing with an Antony By Antony? Jurok Antony. What was he looking like at the time? Um, he was attached to a tree. Uh, like he'd sort of taken off his midriff and implanted it into the head of a dead ent and was fighting us. Um, I've had a run-in with him before, as has Eltrion on a separate occasion. Um, He's not a very, he wasn't a very nice person, but he's come back from death before, so I wouldn't put it past him that he's done it again. Just quick point of order, it was an Etin, not an Ent. Etin is what I meant. Yeah, a quick point of order, Jakarth, it was an Etin, not an Ent. But, um... Yes. <laughs> yes, to put it mildly, as my, uh, my colleague has intimated, we have seen some seriously messed up things before uh, so we don't take threats of this nature lightly but um, y'all forgive me for not immediately taking everything you say at face value do you without any offence intended do you have any proof that things are as dire as you're saying got some pictures hang on just kind of goes into the bag takes out the little snapshots that I took of the wasted landscape and also the big, the selfie of the team trying to get to the portal point, kind of flicks through them. Yeah, Arcana produces what appears to be kind of very um, thin portraits. Uh, although you know, why in the middle of an apocalypse someone would sit down with paint and easel and you know start taking landscapes uh, is you know you're not too sure about that, but uh, they seem to be realistic enough. excellently produced. You did this with your hands. Otto. Interesting. Kind of, hang on, hang on, I'll show you. And I just take out a little pane of glass and I hold it up to um, Tessa and I just kind of go, click. 
and use one of my um, artificer magical tinkering things and it's just whoop a little picture appears of her oh oh I don't know if I like that I look confused uh, I think we all look confused but that is a very neat trick is my forehead really that big I'm afraid so love but these other pictures <laughs> it's a these are the reality <laughs> these are the realities what of what's happened to my world is that proof enough for you? So, everyone that you know or knew is gone. Yeah. Gonna need some more of wine. Can I ask you a question, Arcana? Yeah, yeah, I'm all it is. By any chance on your plane of existence, does it rain water that heals people? Give me a history roll. With advantage. Oh, I don't know why I didn't hear that, but was that a 24? Mm -hmm. um, just found out that I can read lips. That's fun. Um, yeah, with a 24, um, it was months ago, uh, around about when... Um, uh, so the organization that you're a part of um, were kind of aware of um, what was likely to happen on your world. Um, and unfortunately, you know, you didn't manage to get to the authorities until it was a bit too late. Um, but one of the signs that you were looking out for at the beginning was springs, pools, you know, bodies of water um, suddenly gaining healing abilities. Yeah, that is one of the primary signs of this happening. Has this been happening here? Yes. It's what we were sent to go and look for today. Okay, we need to go and have a look. This is escalating far quicker than I was prepped for. Did you say that this... Sounds wine. Did you say that the, that the healing rain wasn't natural to your plane? something that started happening before its inevitable destruction? It's just a bit. Could it be some sort of bleeding effect? A bleeding between planes? Sort of. We think that there is a cult on, on this side, on this plane, summoning this being Ragnora through. It's always one of the first signs, the healing rains, the healing springs. It could be bleeding through, but I've been sent with a device to use in a very particular way to help that not happen. I just need to find the right place to to do it. Chaos will show the way in the end, but it could be bleeding through, yes. And there are people encouraging that bleed. So I have a bit of a question. Uh, the, the healing springs on your plane, did they have any effects that turned bad afterwards? Were they related to the the corrupted dice? Um, so people didn't start kind of developing some of the um, uh, radiant energy poisoning um, till a bit later on. Um, but one of the things that did start happening um 
shortly after the uh, the healing springs, um, there were more kind of sightings of um, aberrations with kind of um, strange configurations of limbs, um, some kind of bloating of the torso, that sort of thing. So it seems innocent at first with the healing springs. Later, there are some more destructive aspects of it, but with them, the next step are increased aberrations of the disturbing variety. This might sound like a strange question, but um, I, I know where you're from, there were not creatures that were like myself, but I assume there must have been other creatures that laid clutches of eggs. Is that correct? I believe so. I don't suppose one of the symptoms of of things that started to go wrong was that those eggs themselves became corrupted in some way. The broods were not spawning correctly. Anything like that? Um, not that you would know specifically, but it does twig a, a kind of memory. Um, you remember maybe a couple of weeks after the kind of healing spring stuff, um, wood, stone, kind of buildings, just started randomly um, spawning swarms of insects, animals, like bats, rats, that sort of thing. What, um, oh, sorry, well, we've got a bit of a pause. What's everybody's passive perception? Love that as a question. 18. That's a great question. 18. 14. 18, 14, 12. 20. Uh, 19. 19. Well, very perceptive party, uh, which is good because um, I think everybody hears um, from outside a, um, a scream. And that's where we're going to take our break. Fair. <laughs> so, um, those of you who have seen uh, my Neverwinter games before, you will know that I am about to set you an anagram. Um, that anagram today is um, our dear Franklin, who we met outside. Uh, Franklin's surname is Day, D-A-E. So that is Franklin, F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N, D-A-E. And uh, a little bit of a, a clue um, for, for this one. Uh, this this tells you what, what Franklin's um, position was when he was a soldier. So uh, we will see you in about five, ten minutes and uh, enjoy your anagram. Welcome back, everyone, to the oh, second half. Oh, woo! Um, second half Ooh. of um, At Death's Door. I've nearly forgotten what I'd called this. Um, should be good. Um, before we get started, um, we set an anagram. And um, who who got it? Uh, just a quick show of hands. It's fine. Um, Talia, your first time on the show and your first anagram. Go on. Uh, rank and file. Rank and file is the correct answer. So um, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to say that that's a D8. Um, so you can um, use it as a... Um, Talia, as you're the one who got it, you can be the one to kind of 
have final say on it but if people think oh actually this would be a good time to use it um you could you've got up until the next time i set an anagram so either this half or the first half of the next one um we never remember to but you know just so you know the, the rules of the game um so jumping back into it you've um all gravitated on the tavern the uh, dolphin's wake and um ha have met arcana the uh, interplanar traveler who has um managed to make her way from the um uh, decaying plane um that she was from which totally has a name as well i could probably find that if i you know was there's so much literature just on my person from that plane and i do not remember what it's even called i've not even mentioned it the planet is corazon and the country you are from is lerva um which will all be on the wiki i'm sure by some miracle um is this some linguistic pun, Sean? Mm, might be, eventually. Uh, there, are, there are key elements you might need that uh, haven't been revealed, but, uh, you know, at some point. Um, I feel like I should be taking more notes. Wait, Lerva? L-E-R-V-E-R, -E but the spelling actually isn't that important. I might just tell you what the, the, the key piece of information was. The, um, uh, the mechanical velociraptor chicken thing that was pulling the cart was called Papa Pazritin. I'll leave you to, to mull that one over and see if anyone gets it. Um, it's probably just too... I, you know what, I, gonna... I've actually already got it, Sean, as long as you have literally no follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll just I'll just assume... <laughs> I'll take that on face value. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, so, Arcana has travelled here from uh, the planet of Corazon, anyway, and um, is trying to deliver this, uh, this message of doom and gloom, to an extent. Um, when you suddenly hear a scream coming from outside in the main thoroughfare. Is this like a human scream or like a goat scream? Um, it is like a humanoid scream uh, coming from many throats. Uh, it, it sounded like oh. a chorus of people kind of um, uh, screaming. Well, great scream. Daggers immediately out. And uh, Tessalin looks excited. Oh, well, that doesn't sound like a choir. On a second, takes uh, a giant, well, a, a small horned penguin out of a bag, pops something in its back, stitches it up. Ooh. Let's go see what that was about. This is Barbara. Go. All right, questions later. Run out the door. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, as you all um, exit the tavern, um, you quickly kind of see that. Um, the reason that people seem to have started screaming is um, a group of undead. Uh, seems to be mostly ghouls, um, but there's another uh, individual who seems to be um, probably at the head of uh, of this group. Uh, are just out. Um, you can see that the, the sun has set. It's it is now um, dusk, and this group have just kind of bold as brass, just walked, wandered out into the um, middle of the street and appear to be. Um, Stalking towards a person in the crowd, um, the person looks to be, uh, they, they're dressed quite well to do, Not maybe not quite noble status, but um, certainly uh, a well-off individual. Uh, you can see that Franklin is backing away um, off to one side, um, closest to where you are, um, as people are just kind of trying to keep their eyes on the, uh, the ghouls in front of them. 
the, is there anything else? Uh, the person that they look like they're heading towards, mm-hmm. is there anything else distinctive about them other, other than they're in fancy clothes? Um, not at first. Um, they just appear to be. Um, actually, give, give me a give me a perception roll. You sounded like you got quite a high passive, but I'll I'll ask for this. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Um, I think that's probably high enough. You can um, you kind of look them up and down. They don't seem um particularly notable. You do notice, however, um, at some point it's um since you've been in the pub, it may have rained. You see that there are puddles dotted around, and one of his um uh trouser legs is a little bit soaked. I don't trust it, but to Salen does. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think we'll, we'll fly over and try to. I mean, I'm not strong, but uh, we'll we'll try to go to the person that's being approached and we'll come with me if you want to live in their head and try and pick them up and fly like what, fly them uh, out, out to safety. Give me a strength check. Yeah, I'll allow athletics. And it doesn't change anything because it's not my eh, strong suit. D. Uh, but I did roll an eighteen. So. 18. Okay. Um, yeah, you can. Um, it. They, then it's not a heavy person. Like they, they seem to be a kind of average build. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of you know. Okay, but you do manage to to kind of lift them away. Are you just kind of going to try and f- um, fly away with them? Yeah, I don't want to get too far away from the action, though, because mm-hmm. uh, if, if these things are going to be a threat to more people, then I want to be involved. So I'd probably just fly them, like, 30 feet. Was it a, a guy, did you say? Um, I don't actually remember. I'm going to say that they are um, gender-fluid, but seem to be mask-leaning. Sure. Uh, well, I'm going to, yeah, I'll probably take him, like, yeah, 25, 30 feet away. But they'd be ready to turn around. Mm-hmm. Um, the ghouls. Uh, you notice um, you, as you've kind of been um, been out here for a bit. Um, <clears throat> you count about um, five ghouls, and um, one potentially vampirical-looking um, person who um, seems to direct them. And um, says, "No, that one must not escape." Um, and the, the ghouls start kind of approaching. Uh, the person in your arms. What did you do to them? Why are they attacking you? I, I, I've done nothing. I've I've literally just finished my job and I'm walking home. What is your job? I work as a tailor. I'm, um, as he starts kind of talking, you, you notice that he's starting to slur a bit, um, almost like he's kind of... Oh, no. <laughs> tongue is um, maybe growing a bit too big for his mouth. Um, and eventually he, he he starts kind of trying to talk, but he stops talking. And as he turns his head towards you, you notice that his mouth, eyes and nose have all kind of been absorbed and are just one kind of blank face. Could everybody please roll me initiative? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put there it down. Is. Yeah. I don't blame yeah. you. <laughs> Um, 
when you're ready, could uh, did anybody roll over a 20? Suppose <laughs> I should roll. We missed that, Evie. Oh, 24. Okay, 24. Anyone else over 20? Okay. Arcana ready, as always. Uh, 15 to 20. 16. 16, what did you say, Nat? 15. Okay. Uh, and anyone else? No. So, uh, 10 to um, 10 to 15. Oh no. Oh dear. 5 to 10. Oh. Yeah. 7. Lucky, lucky number 7s for both of us. Okay. What, uh, what are both of your dexterity modifiers? 3. Plus 4. Okay, so, uh, Altrion wins out that tie, and, uh, Sin Moria Moira goes off the that um cool um so I finish my drink first you know mm. <laughs> I think that's yeah you know, maybe maybe grabs another wine uh, um oh Matt yeah what's the sailing gonna do uh, really? uh you you can um no I'm sorry I don't know why on earth I tell you why it is because I wrote down the wrong numbers. Um, Evie, you are first with the 24. Great. Okay, I get to the tavern door. What exactly do I see? Can you set out for me again? Of course. So as you rush out, uh, so you know that this area is a quite a wide, um, wide space. So uh, there's not a lot of kind of shops in the middle of this area because they kind of save it for caravans. Um, so you've got a good kind of 100 foot worth of space kind of in a square. Um, standing in this square are a number of civilians um, who mostly seem to be uh, getting out of dodge. Um, Tessalin has um, picked up a person who um, these ghouls, uh, five ghouls seem to have been converging on, um, but has now dropped. Uh, what was your passive perception? I think it was uh, quite... 19. 19, I thought it was high. Um, you can probably see that this person's face is starting to kind of be subsumed by whatever affliction it is that uh, has uh, has taken hold on him. Um, and yes, Tessalan has has dropped him as uh, as one very well would. Um, so it's less of a like, I, I, Nat would have been like, oh, but for Tessalan, it's more of a sort of curious putting down and we'll be mentally asking uh, asking them, is this normal for you or unusual? There might be some people for whom this is normal. I'm learning this. I will come to the effects of that in a yeah. second. Um, but uh, yeah. Evie, what would what would you do having kind of seen this this group of ghouls converging on um, a person that your newfound colleague seems to have um, tried to pull out of pull out of the way? This this newfound person, they look normal, right? Sorry, they look normal from my vantage, right? Um, yes. Um, you you can see that their your passive is high enough that you can see that their their face it seems to be kind of um knitting itself together which okay. is going to start sounding familiar to you 
Cool. Um, how far away are the is the fray at the moment? So if the if the courtyard's kind of a hundred across, I would say that it's taking place more or less in the middle because you know reasons. Um, so you're probably about um, thirty feet away from the, um, the, the the vampires at the back. So there's kind of Gaul, and then Gaul's kind of quite close to him, which who appear to be kind of racing towards the, uh, the person that is rapidly transforming. Okay, so they're about thirty foot away. The person's probably fifty. Fifty. Okay. Um, quick question. Just, mm-hmm. well, just want to see if I can do it. If I catapulted my Eldritch Cannon mm-hmm. into the group of ghouls to do its flameflowery thing, mm-hmm. would 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 that would that would that work? So your Eldritch Cannon is can- canonically a plush toy. Yes, it's called Barbara. So I feel like it's fairly reasonable that maybe maybe if you upcast it once that, that would because because there's like a weight restriction for catapult isn't there were yeah, you just going to ca- so. cast it at level one yeah now nah, i'm gonna allow but it i can't no nah, you go for it yeah yeah you use very light weight padding rule of cool yeah kind of set my gun to blow gun settings um and say barbara you're gonna love me for this um and can the targets please make a dex save? This is the ghouls that you're aiming for, yeah? Ghouls, yeah. Uh, is it is it just one that it targets? Um, uh, I believe so. Um, but honestly, I was I was kind of envisioning, envisioning it as bowling if they're that close together, but it's probably just one of them. Um, they're, the main they're kind of like get Barbara of over there. Yeah, they're, they're in a bit of a line, so it, yeah, it wouldn't be a kind of clump. I learned from that. Thank you very much. Um, it's not all clumped together. You can't hypnotic pattern them. You could get maybe three. Um, that's a fourteen on the save. Does not make it, unfortunately. So. Okay, so let me get those d8s. Uh, do never. Why don't I pick these out beforehand? Is that there? So that's 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, plus 3, right? So that's 24 damage. Nice. Um, the, the goal that you, you launch the um, the cannon at actually just goes down like a sack of bricks and is dead. Cool. And then how many ghouls would Barbara be able to fit within a 15-foot cone? I think because they're in a kind of rough line, um, you could probably just kind of swivel the cannon and get three. Sure. Okay, cool. So Barbara is going to open her little beak with a... Um, and give a, give a little flamethrower. Can they make a deck save? Yes, they can. So I will roll down the line. Um, that one's a six. Nope. That one's an eight. Mm-hmm. Come on, ten. No, that one's a twenty-one. Ah, okay. So it gets two of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and and is it half damage on? A f- uh, uh, yes, half on a half on a successful thing. Pass one. Cool. And all that. Oh, I rolled two d8s and got two eights. Um, so that was sixteen fire damage from Barbara. Perfect. Um, 
and half for the other one, which would be just the eight. Cool. And I'll use my movement to kind of get further out of the pub as well. Okay. Uh, towards the goals or kind of just circling? Uh, I'd say circling a little bit. Okay. Um, and is that everything on your turn? There's everything I can do. Strong first turn. Um, Jakarth, next. Uh, I shall move around in the same direction as Arcana did. Seeing the the gentleman whose face is currently warping, I will look to Moira and say, uh, is there anything you can do for them? Is it some sort of curse or disease? And seeing Arcana attack to the ghouls, I will then fire a couple of arrows at any that are still standing. Um, I shall do this sharpshootery. Mm-hmm. So first attack it is a 17 to hit. Uh, 17, yeah, that will hit. Please um, roll me your damage. 23 points of piercing damage. <laughs> um, did you go for one of the slightly sizzled ones or the healthy one? Uh, that shot would be on one of the slightly sizzled ones. Slightly sizzled. Um, that kills outright. And I'll sort of, so as I've ran over, I sort of slid on my knees and fired an arrow, and then I'll spin round and almost like lent over in a really awkward way, fire another one at the uninjured one, uh, sharpshooter again. Nice. Ooh, that's a natural one for a nine. Um, you kind of you, you pull back and release, but you do that um, thing where you accidentally kind of keep hold of the arrow and the string just kind of thumps your thumb. You don't take damage, it's just funny. Yeah. That's, uh, that's just my turn, Ben. Perfect. Um, right, uh, to Salen. Mm. Is there... So I know I said I picked this person up and flew them away from the ghouls. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind's eye, I was flying them towards the rest of the group, but you said that we were now 50 feet away from... Ah, okay. That's probably uh, me getting uh, slightly... My, my head slightly kind of out. Um, I would say probably this person was further away, so you've kind of brought them closer now. Sure. Um, yeah, so, so they're kind of on an angle. You're, you're bringing them around. Okay. Um... Um, could you, though... Um, because it's the start of your turn. Mm. Um, so you've reached into this person's mind. Oh no. Can you please make me a wisdom saving throw? Oh no. She's not very wise. Don't hate me dice. Mm. That's a 14. 14 is not enough. Oh no. And it's not nice. Um, is that the right? Yeah. Um, you take okay. Uh, Twenty-two points of psychic damage um, as you um, you kind of reach into this person's mind, and you kind of get this feedback loop of um, psychic energy as um, you just hear this really high-pitched whistling noise. Oh, that's unpleasant. And uh, yeah, and it uh, it hurts your brain. But you may now take your turn as. Uh, um, oh, you are now frightened of this person. Okay. But other than that, you can you can do things. 
that's that's important to know. That changes what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I was going to assume that I'd overheard Jakarth saying to Moira about is there anything you could do for this person, but um, but I'm presuming actually probably not considering I'm dealing with this. It's like I, I think I'm just going to. She's going to run away from that. Just kind of back away, sort of mm-hmm. shaking her head and antenna, sort of staggering about, and then just fly away directly backwards bump into a ghoul and turn around and just panic stab it. Okay. Uh, yeah, please do roll me your attack. Um, and the, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. If Barbara is within five feet of this said ghoul, mm-hmm. would yes. uh, sneak attack be on that table? I think that that could potentially be um, on the table, yes. I thank you very much. Uh, fun fact, swashbucklers don't need another person within five feet uh, uh, advantage to apply, but it's great that Barbara's there anyway for moral support. I mean, isn't it if if it's the only one, I think, with a swashbuckler? Like, you have to be kind of so, a one-on-one fight. Yeah, there's, there's still other rules about it. Basically, if there's someone within five feet, I get the, um, the sneak attack. And then also, if I'm on my own and there's no one else around and I don't have disadvantage otherwise for some other reason. So if you're on your own as in you've got no allies, not that they have no allies. Uh, but, but, but. You don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. Yeah, so if, it, if it, I don't need any of my allies to be within five feet of it to get sneak attack. Yeah. Um, as long as they aren't incapacitated and I don't have disadvantage for any other reason. Well, you you have advantage anyway. We've uh, we've established that this is all good and gory. Yeah. Uh, oh, that one's cocked. Okay, uh, that is a twenty-six. Twenty-six hits. Please run me your damage. Amazing. Uh, so this is going to be uh, regular as one d four. Sorry, I've not played a high level rogue before. And then, so one d four plus five d six. Okay. I'll roll that one first. Um, and the dagger, as she swings it out, is um, it's like a long, black, and slightly curved. Actually looks like it might have been a stinger from another uh, large abail. Nice. Uh, so can it please take me nine regular damage, uh, mm-hmm. st- stabbing, piercing. That's the one. Damage. Uh... Oh, I need to needed to have used an action to do the extra stuff. Never mind. Uh, and then the sneak attack is an additional twenty-six damage. Uh, and what what kind of damage was it? Uh, piercing, I believe, because it's oh, okay. a dagger, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the the dagger was piercing, and then um, the the additional damage was that poison, or was it also piercing? No, I have to have uh, specifically taken an action to coat the dagger in poison. Okay, uh, it's dead anyway. That's okay. uh, <laughs> interesting to, to know how. Um, yes, you um, this this uh, ghoul that seems to have been burned by um, Barbara's flame cannon has um, expired. Oh, okay. sorry. Uh, no. Yes, stab. Is that everything on your turn? 
I believe so, yes. That is now the creature that you dropped and backed away from. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch as um, its kind of facial features have um, become engulfed and it seems to be kind of growing lankier. Um, it's, it's not growing in size, but simply kind of in, in height as it kind of stretches out. Um, and it's it starts kind of swaying almost tree-like um, before it um, launches itself with um, superhuman rapid um, speed um, directly towards you. Um, Salen. I tried to help you. Why? We could have been friends. Aberration's gonna aber- aberrate. Um, and it is going to... Oh god, this thing's nasty. Um, it's going to make three um, swipe attacks at you. Don't say with that. Its, with its mind. Uh, it's a psychic swipe attack. That's it's not always, great on the dice. It's always worrying when your DM says this thing's nasty. <laughs> 14 on the first hit, uh, first this attack. Is... The next one is... <laughs> Lower than that is a uh, an 11. Um, so yeah, clearly very agile. Oh, wow, I'm rolling like myself. Uh, that is a 14 again. So um, yeah, three attacks. Um, they'd be nasty if they hit, but... Um, Thankfully for you, it's me rolling the dice. Um, sort of does a, a, like, she's doing that flying where she's kind of just hovering at ground level and kind of does like a barrel roll out of the way and just kind of looks at it in disgust, being like, how dare you? I saved your life. Um, it is then also going to... Uh, Stop speaking to it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to do that to you twice. Uh, it needs it needs to recharge anyway. It's noise activated. <laughs> I mean, you're reaching into the mind of a creature that does psychic damage. Uh, yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't recharge, so you're fine. Um, but then, uh, as it's kind of loped towards you at this uh, this great speed, uh, it suddenly um, blurs. It's almost as if it doesn't move at all, but it's, it's kind of like that camera effect in Jaws where like the distance goes and things are, and suddenly it's 20 feet away from you, you realise, um, even though it doesn't look like it had left uh, your field of vision at all. Um, as it just teleported 20 feet away. Um, that is the end of its turn, and Eltrion is next. Goodness me, that sounds particularly horrific. Uh... Do you say that the vampire type seems to be coordinating this whole business? Seems to have been coordinating the ghouls, but is now um, looking very frantic as um, the number of ghouls under his command has rapidly diminished and is now depleted under half strength. So it would be a reasonable assumption that they may have some answers as to what's been going on. Potentially. Yeah. Okay. And they are how far away? Uh, the vampire probably... Um, about 40 in terms of like the trigonometry cool and i happen to be standing very close to a cleric of kalembor type seems to be yes well my experience they're quite good with the old undead arunis uh so i might offer an opportunity to get up close and personal should one wish to do so uh eltrion surveying the situation and coming to the conclusion that the the vampire seems to be orchestrating uh events 
um, hearing some strange sounds off to the, the side, but being like singularly focused at this point in time. Uh, musters up some of the, the mental strength, um, which can be channeled even though it causes him pain, and will reach out with his mind and try to grab the vampire. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> telekinesis. What? Is it a save? It is a save. It is a, a strength save versus my spellcasting. Um, yeah, so it's spell, spell, ability check, spellcasting ability contested by a strength check. So yeah, strength check versus charisma check. Okay, well, I rolled a 16. Uh, 21. Uh, yes, you have mind grappled the vampire. Amazing. I will pull the vampire 30 feet uh, towards me and mm -hmm. slightly off the ground. Okay. I'm just staring up. This is not going to be a good day for you. What are you doing? We must destroy that thing before it's filth. Captures everybody. I'm disinclined to believe you at this moment in time. And I'll just sort of look over towards where uh, Zinmora is and should she wish, should they wish to engage, they may. But uh, my expertise when dealing with undead is not high, but again, uh, vampires I know tend to be quite tricksome things, so at least mm -hmm. holding to a vamp in place may seem like a good idea. Uh, for the for the record, uh, the vampire is now restrained, <coughs> so attack rolls will have advantage. Um, uh, but beyond that, and, and a movement speed of zero, but can still take um, actions, but will have disadvantage on deck saving throws, for example. Um, and that, for now, is going to be my turn, I think. Sean, I'm not going to throw myself into the front line harm's way. People seem to be... No, that's strange for you. Getting in, getting involved with things, I'm just... Uh, you know. Okay. Well, uh... The one bad thing about playing support and going after everyone else is that all my plans keep changing when everyone else does stuff. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, I think the first thing I'm going to do is throw a healing word at Salin, who is looking a little wobbly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to throw a bonus action. Let's make it... If it's psychic, I probably can't tell exactly how bad she's hurt, so I was going to probably throw a second level in. <laughs> There, see, I've got more spells. I'm gonna give you more later. I can't find that. Let's make it a third, why not? Uh, it's 10 points of healing damage. So I will take it, thank you very much. Healing damage was the one shot. Um. <laughs> ah, my heels! Yeah. <laughs> then you're... Uh, do you want me to do something about the vampire or something about the ghouls? I think our friend here is a little too far gone for anything to be done with him, so maybe deal with him in case he spreads infection. That's a third thing. Um... Yeah. There's, yeah, there's the ghouls under the command of the vampire, and then there's the aberration that has... Um, suddenly spawned out of this, uh, this minor noble. You stay there, stop making us, the rest of us look bad, and then I'm just going to go and just angle myself and cast uh, t 
turn undead just so that the rest of the ghouls just kind of run into the killing machine that is everybody else. Sweet. Uh, is that an automatic thing at this level, or is it? I mean, depending on what they are, then pretty, what they are, then pretty much. Because doesn't your at after a certain level, your turn undead becomes destroy undead? Yeah. I will say if it's a tactical decision to try and run them into something else, that you could suppress that effect if you wanted specifically to try and turn them. Honestly, I either just want to kill them or just to put them into killing group, but then they're just kind of taking up everybody's energy. So the goal was basically to, yeah, kill them or take take them, move them into the into the movement of death. What what saving throw am I making? Uh, when an undead fails its saving throw, what is the saving throw? Where's I think? It's probably wisdom. Probably wisdom. Yeah. It's CR1 or lower would be destroyed. Yeah. Uh, cool, right. Well, wisdom saving throws, that is going to be good. Um, so we've got two left. That is an eight. Ooh. And that is a seven. So um, are you destroying them or are you just trying to... Destroy them. Okay. It just gets them out the way easily. Uh, yes, two ghouls are just obliterated by your um, holiness. Oh. I'm just gonna flip my flip my whip at this vampire. Literally, just stay there and behave. Yes, him. Good. Okay. Um, anything else for your turn? Um. No, at the moment. Okay. Um, it is now the undead's turns. Uh, I've only got one left. Um, does it get to make any save against your thing, or is it just... I mean, it could have made a save. If it's, if it's also undead, it can make a save against the that, undead. That is true. Uh, I had forgotten about that. It's not a low enough level to be destroyed, but... That is a 13. No, 14, sorry. Uh, 16. Okay, so, I mean, the vampire is um, is not low enough level to be destroyed, but does, um, and, and is also kind of uh, restrained, so isn't going to leave, but is is definitely kind of intimidated by you at this point, and is, is just kind of suspended there, unable to really do very much else. Um, just kind of pleads with Eldrin, look, we've got to kill that thing. It's not natural. I mean, I'm not natural, but it's, yep. I'm more natural than that is. That's just a very prolonged side eye. I mean, I've um, got six seconds of side eye. <laughs> not yep. half a minute of side eye. Eltrian's next entire turn, just... <laughs> That's all side eye is a free combat. action. <laughs> I should hope so. Stop the um, cap. <laughs> so that's pretty much all that the vampire can do, um, being suspended and frightened. So, yeah. The most impotent of dash actions. Yeah. Um, so it's back to the top of the round in Darkana. Well, how far away is the aberration now? 
Uh, it ran in and then it teleported out 20 feet. Okay, so it's now like uh, 40 feet out. From you, yeah, roughly kind of 40 feet. Uh, 20 foot from Barbara. Cool, and no one else is near the aberration, right? No, uh, the nearest person would be to Salen, who was um, who previously was near the ghouls. Cool. In that case, the as a bonus action, I'm going to use my insightful fighting uh, to make an insight check against a target's deception. <laughs> See if I can get okay. the sneaky sneaks on the aberration. Uh, sorry, what am I rolling? I a deception. Deception, okay. Um, that is 13. Got 23. Cool. Cool. What do you want to know? So, I am going to um, spin the barrel of my gun again and kind of level it and give it a firebolt. Mm -hmm. um, and this is my arc arcane rifle as well. So it will be a firebolt plus sneak attack damage plus the D8 from Arcane Rifle. And Barbara's just going to go wah in the corner, just being Barbara, you know. Okay. Why did I roll that dice? I didn't need that dice. Oh, that one. Okay, cool. Uh, so that's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 damage on that. 23. Nice. Some quick maths from me. Nice. Um, yeah, it um, takes this kind of blast. And um, what did your insightful fighting do, by the way? Was that? Uh, so what it does is I can use a bonus action to to look at it and find any chinks in its armor or any weaknesses to give myself advantage so right. that I can have sneak attack. Cool. So it's not it's not like I was thinking I'm going to have to make up some facts that will be helpful to you. Um, cool. Advantage is good. Please do tell us a fun fact about it while you're there, Sean. Uh, it looks like a large... Um, it's, it's kind of becoming cylindrical. It's almost like if one of those... Um, this is going to ruin the horror, but I'm, this, I'm going to use it anyway. Like one of those wavy men outside a garage, um, if it came to life and was still... A wacky waving, wacky waving, available love to leave tube man. There we are. But skin. I mean, it adds to the horror for me, honestly. No, if I had a nickel for every time something horrific in a D and D game had been described as that particular thing, <laughs> I'd have two nickels, which isn't many, but it's still weird <laughs> that it happened twice. Both roll together games for me. Yeah, both both this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Need to update my descriptions clearly. Um. Anything else on your turn? I think that was action bonus. Uh, I think I think that's everything I can do. Perfect. Jakarth. Hearing what the vampire is saying, uh, quick tactical question mm -hmm. or two. What The first one is this aberration. Does it look like it's a form of infection that we fought before, or does it look something like something completely different? Uh, I'll give this to you for free, but please roll me an insight check because you're trying to make this kind of very quick. Like, you don't have time to study. That's a seven, so I rolled a natural one again. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you just can't be sure. In the heat of battle, it's like... It's okay. it's a thing. It's it's becoming a thing. 
and with its teleportation movement thing that it's done mm -hmm. is is it trying to get away or is it does it look like it's trying to get away or does it look like it's trying to get to crowds of people um or both i would probably say this is going to fall under your your insight role you're trying to work it out you, you can't be sure right now but you know okay uh, what i'll do is then i will run back around the other way mm -hmm. my full 30 feet as i'm running my eyes begin to sort of light up fiery and my scales begin to glow red um but anybody does, that doesn't know as a ranger i have spells but because i'm me i've changed them to draconic abilities because i'm part dragon so I'm going to use Misty Step, which I've called Wyvernstride, and I, as I do the last step, these flames sort of burst out from my feet, and I sort of like flash style move right around to the other side of it, and then I'm going to fire two shots at it to try and push it into the middle of where everything's going on, so it's not around people. Okay. Uh, is this a Battlemaster thing to, to shunt, or is that more of a stylistic thing? It, it'll be a Battlemaster thing if I hit. So I'll try hitting it. It'll be sharpshooter again. Okie dokie. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. Hits. Uh, I will, as I pull the bowstring back, I pull it back a little bit further and then mm -hmm. let it go to do the pushing strike. I'm also going to mark it as my favoured foe. And just to add a little bit of extra to it, you know when somebody just flicks you in the ear and it really stings? I do that psychically in its head as I use Dreadful Strikes. Nice. Uh, just tell me how much damage I'm taking. Okay, so that's going to be... Oh, yeah, I'm just going to get everything rolled. That's 23 points of piercing damage. Mm -hmm. uh, three points of psychic damage. Mm-hmm and another two points of uh, piercing damage. So 20... Sorry, how many extra piercing? So it's an extra five, so that's 20, 28 damage in total. It's not quite that much. Oh. Um, but no, I need to maths. Yes, I've mathed. Uh, yeah, it's it doesn't seem as bothered by your um, psychic ear flicking as you had quite hoped. It also needs to, because it's on a different page than the one I'm on, it needs to make me a DC-17. Mm. DC-17's uh, strength saving thrower is pushed 15 feet away from me, which I'm aiming for it to go towards everybody else. I got an 8. Okay, so it moves 15 feet. <laughs> yeah, you... Uh, and then I shall take another shot at it. Uh, sharpshooter again. Mm-hmm. That is a 24 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, I'm... No, because I'm near people, so I'm not going to do that. That is going to be 18 points of damage. All of it piercing? All of it piercing, yep. Yeah. Cool. And then for the giggles, I'm going to action surge and do that again. <laughs> if so, you don't do it now, when will you? Yeah. Sharpshooter, that's a 24 to hit again. Hits. That is... 19 points of damage. Is nice. Damage. And again, that is a 23 to hit. And a hit. 22 points of damage, all piercing. 
you know when you like pick a monster and you go oh that's a lot of hit points that's that's going to take them ages and and then josh happens um cool yeah so i've moved around sort of player dashed around fired two like sort of flipped in the air fired i'm doing loads of hardcore acrobatic stuff firing arrows at it and then that's my turn perfect um right uh if that's the end of your turn uh to Salin, it is your turn i believe you get to repeat the save on oh, the, the um yeah you can repeat the saving throw oh it's actually at the end of each of your turns i thought it would be oh, at the okay. beginning um so yeah you can you can make it now and it would have been the end of your last turn it would so it wouldn't have changed anything you you'd done already all right I'll, i will i will roll another one and see let's say no um okay. <laughs> it's, 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 but there's there's still something of this thing left after jakarta's just completely mullered it mm-hmm. incredible uh great um i think as so it's now because it was 20 feet and jakarta's pushed it 15 feet back towards me right yes yeah so it's five foot away from you Great. I think uh, she just sort of jumps up slightly and readies herself and just dashes forward, not dashing in the technical sense, but like just hops forward five feet. Mm-hmm. So as it's um, being pummeled back towards her by these arrows and this this shove, she's just there to like... I mean, I can't stab it that many times mechanically, but that's the effect we're going for. Nice. Okay. Um, please roll me that attack. With avantage, that is a twenty-seven to hit. Yep, that'll hit. And then as a bonus action, I'm gonna um, I've got the other dagger there. That's not the fancy dagger, which um, is there as well. Do I get the the sneak attack? Is only on one. It's only on one attack. Yeah. But the but is the. Is the second attack with two weapon fighting with advantage or not, or is that just a regular flat roll? Oh, okay. Um, I would. Um... Yeah, go on then. Well, I, I don't mind if it's not. I just don't know the rules. Um, I don't want to slow down the combat by looking them up, so I'm going to roll in your favour and say it. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. Well, that was a a, a non at twenty. Nice. Uh, to hit the second one. Okay, so. Uh, we'll start with uh, seven uh, dagger mm-hmm. dagger stabbing damage. With mm-hmm. The first dagger coming round, and then the second dagger tucks in for another seven damage. And then uh, the the sneak attack as this creature just basically falls onto Salem's daggers. Uh, Fell on my dagger, I swear. <laughs> oh, he just fell. Oh, no. Uh, that's another 15 damage. Nice, so 29 in total. Slightly easier maths for me. And she just uh, sort of stands there, and then Jakarth just hears, I caught him. Good catch. You hear back. Uh-huh. Thanks. Is that everything on your turn? Uh, that's attack and bonus action, yep. Cool. Let's not get back the um, 
Oh, but do I make the I make the wisdom saving throw at the end of this turn? You do, yes. Yeah, so feel free to make another one now. I mean, it's, it's just getting worse. That's a, that's a five now. Yeah, yeah. It's but interesting. Taken damage. You wouldn't have been able to run forward, but you attacked with daggers anyway, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't move. Yeah, no. So you because it was just... technically within five feet of me. Because it had moved 20 feet away and then 15 feet back, so it's still yeah. five feet. It's one of those airy-fairy things where it's like, is it five foot like outside of a thing? It's fine. We're all good. It got okay. it got thrown forward at you. Uh, sweet. It's going to um, make a psychic swipe attack on you to Salem. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move to physical dice. <laughs> that was a uh, 15 does not hit does not hit you okay. um, it is going to um, use its um, psychic jaunt or whatever it is called um, a surreal step to um, it kind of merges with the background and um, suddenly you realise it is behind Jakarth and it's going to attack Jakarth instead. Oh, Behind you. That's what happens. Uh, 25 to hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Suddenly, uh, a lattice of silvery-like psychic thorns shoots from Eltrion as he invokes what might in other circles be known as silvery barbs. Nice. Silvery lattice. Uh, I turned that into, what did I say before? Uh, 23. Uh, still hits. Who gets, who gets advantage? Uh, it's a good question. Who's the more sort of physically bopping? Uh, do, you know, do you know what? I'm going to give it to uh, my, my friend and companion for the last several days. So, uh, to Salem. I, I don't, I, well, actually, for saving throws, actually, that would be really helpful. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, and in terms of damage, that is a 16 points of psychic damage. Um, and then the last attack again on Jakarth, uh, another 25. Uh. Um, oh, but I rolled abysmally on that second one. So uh, the next lot is only seven psychic damage. Um. So, here's the interesting thing. You shunted it 15, it really steps 20 feet, and it's got a range of 10 foot, so it would have made those attacks from outside your range, and it is now going to go 40 feet towards the nearest um, civilians. Uh, and I'm afraid it's out of your range, yeah. So, well, I mean, it's not out of your bow's range, but um, I don't believe there's a feat that allows you to uh, opportunity attack with a bow. No. That would be nice. Not for me, but anyway. Um, continuing on down the round, um, Eltrion. Uh, well, okay. I don't trust the vampire enough to let go of him, so I'm not going to... Um... I'm not going to meta this, Sean. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm going to try and do first and foremost is maintain uh, control over the the vampire. Um, mm-hmm. 
which will be my action. This is not casting a spell. This is just maintaining the spell. So this is a this is a strength check, not a saving throw, versus my charisma check. Strength check. Okay. Um, you know what? I've started rolling like this. I'm going to carry on rolling like this. That's a two yeah. on the so dice for a five. That's versus an eleven for me. Uh, so vampire remains um, where they are. Mm. Now, what I'm going to do, because this escaping thing is uh, representing a bit of a potential problem here, mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming still within 120 feet of me. If not, I can move forward a bit. It's yeah, it's easily within 120. Cool. So I'm going to use some uh, sorcery points to uh, cast a quickened spell. So I'm going to use uh, two of my points uh, to make this um, a, a bonus action to cast rather than an action, mm-hmm. uh, because I've used my action to maintain that concentration. Um, so I'm going to cast uh, Raulothim's Ra- Psychic Lance, which will burst forth as energy from my forehead as I scream as if in pain or pleasure you can't tell and i would like the uh the aberration uh mm-hmm. for, for my mind is also an aberration no wonder uh, to make an intelligence a saving throw intelligence save uh, dc oh. 18. um so i rolled a 16 and it's got a plus two so that is 18 and it meets it beats i'm afraid okay. in which case uh, does it take half take half damage yeah uh, so let's see what that is. Uh, wow, on seven d six, twelve, and what kind of damage? Uh, so it'll be half that. So six psychic. That is psychic. That is piss poor. Yeah. So so I mean, twelve on the dice. Ones and twos across the board. Twelve on the dice. Half to six because yeah, past the save. Half again because it's resistant to psychic. Mm. So uh, yeah, I'm I mean, afraid. I'll be honest, Sean. I, I didn't, I didn't see me throwing seven dice and getting twelve, but it is what it is. Uh, the, the the key point was if you hadn't beaten it, it would have it would have been restrained, so it wouldn't have been able to keep moving. So that was the, the key point. In, you've taken a level in rather. monk. Hmm? You said the key point. I, You've taken a level in monk, have you? Oh, I've got key points, sorcery points, yeah. um, all the points. <laughs> no point. <laughs> um, anything else on your turn? That was action bonus. I've used my reaction. Um, yeah. Are you getting I, uh, reaction back though? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to react to that by going. Well, that was fucking shit. That's my reaction. Yeah, it's the psychic equivalent of just kind of throwing a pebble at it. And- yeah. I blame I blame the fact that my, my a lot of my psychic ability is being utilized to keep this vampire restrained right now. Um yeah. you know, you can't you, you don't want to split yourself to too thin. No. But anyway, it was a cool idea in principle. But in practice just Zimoira, that, that makes it your turn. Cool. I have a passive insight of eighteen. Mm-hmm. So I am just going to go to this vampire and go to school. Just bare my teeth at him slightly and just go, tell me everything you know, and I will make your death quick. Please roll me a an, an intimidation. I would say with advantage, because you've already, like, used to turn oh. undead and, you know, he's already kind of very intimidated by you anyway. 
Thank God for the advantage. So yeah, that's a 20, flat 20. Flat 20. Um, uh, I mean, how can I refuse that offer? Can I refuse that? Oh, I can't, you know. All right. Yeah. Seems seems um, seems seems compelled, but uh, you do only have six, six seconds to talk out inside combat. Everything that you've been saying, true or false? It's all true. Oh, cool. then hit him across the face with my whip. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, I, he's restrained, so I believe that attack will be an advantage as well. Cool. Okay, uh, 26 to hit. 26 hits. I'm interested to see, like, th- th- does your whip have any effects that, because um, I'm, I'm aware what it is, uh, what, what effects does it have on undead? Um, extra damage and causes them to have disadvantage throws, saving throws against turn and dead. So he's just going to be even more scared of me. Okay. Um, cool. Roll me, roll me all your damage. Oh, that's much. 10. Let's roll the extra 8 because it's fun. Oh, that's not much. Uh, 12 points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. Cool. It is a magical weapon, so that's all fine. You kind of you slash him with your whip, and you go, I thought that was going to be quick. I don't believe you. The, the truth. Um, cool. That's action. Anything with your bonus? Um, throw a throw a healing word over it, Jakarth. Looking fuzzy. What's the range on healing word? Uh, probably this sixty feet. Oh yeah, you're good. You're good. With a definite raised eyebrow, the effect of just the slapping of. <laughs> okay, so that is um, eleven points of healing. Thank you very much. I could do that. Perfect. Is that everything on your turn? Uh, yes, because I am going to carry on staying and threatening this poor, unlucky vampire. Whose turn it is, and again doesn't get to repeat the save on his turn, so is just going to impotently just hang there. Um, hanging out with the cleric. Arcana, it's your turn. Top of the round. So the aberration is getting the munchies for for civilians now, right? Uh, yeah. So it kind of lunged at Jakarth, um psychically from a from a bit of a distance, and then has um, started loping towards civilians. Okay, how far away is it? Ah, gold. You were about like, I'm going to say 70 feet just for ease. I think the maths on that is probably around about right, considering you were slightly to one side. Cool. I'm going to kind of flip my gun over my shoulder so that the butt is kind of facing out and a, a, a section comes out. Um, and can it please make a constitution saving throw for me? It can mechanically do this and more. Constitution, you said. Um, I'm going to 
roll my duck. That's not gonna do it. Six. No, it does not. Um, so I actually, I cast, uh, what's it called? Vortex Warp. <laughs> um, so it kind of gets sucked into the gun butt. It goes back around and I shoot it in another position away from civilians. Nice. Um, a distance away. Um, near to Barbara. Near to Perfect. Uh, Which is wow. next to, to Salin as well. Yes. Salin, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, and not too far off from Chakath, so an optimal position all round. Lovely. Uh, that's and action. Bonus, bonus action is Barbara is going to town. Nice. Please she uh, tell us. Town. Um, it's a market. Where is my mic's good tea? Sorry, my iPad ran out of charge, so now I have to go onto the computer to look at how to use Barbara. So it's all different, all different things. I actually randomly have your thing up. What did you need? Uh, I'm doing a flamethrower of Barbara. Okay, so can it make a dex save? We can. Ooh, it's good at those. That's a 13. That does not make it. Okay, so that means it's 2d8 fire damage. Make it those. That's a six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten fire damage from Barbara. Nice. Uh, and that's everything on your turn? That's everything. Then, Jakarth, you are up next. I'm going to move round so I'm more in between it and civilians as much as I can be. I know, obviously, there might be quite a widespread of them, but I want it to sort of focus down on me, and I'm going to shoot my longbow at it. Sharpshooter style. Roll me your attack. 23 to hit. Hits. Uh, as I fire it, it's got like a little flame as the arrow sort of goes off. It's got like a little flame around it as it beds itself into the creature. I'm going to use uh, maneuver distracting strike. When you hit a creature with an attack, you can expend one suit, superiority die to add the total damage to the roll, and the next attack roll against the target by an attacker other than you has advantage if the attack is made before the start of your next turn. So whoever attacks it next has advantage. Sweet. Uh, that is... And I'm going to do my favourite foe as well. I'll give you all mm -hmm. the piercing mm -hmm. damage. It's only resistant to psychic if any of that was. Uh, there's 25 points of piercing damage. Mm -hmm. And I'll do my general strike as well. That's three points of psychic damage, which you'll, it will resist. And then I'll fire it again, sharpshooter. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, that that's a thirty-one to hit, but no. minus minus five is twenty-six. Uh, yeah, that definitely hits. I'm that, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're you may have spent the uh, superiority dice uh, unnecessarily because uh, I mean tell me tell me what your dice your damage totals. Only two points of piercing damage. Yeah, twenty of that was superfluous. Um, <laughs> how do you do this? Uh, okay, so I am picturing it like one of these wavy creatures, sort of like moving around, being pushed and sucked mm. and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. So the first arrow shot pierces into both of its hands at the same time and pins it up against the tavern 
and then the next one will just go straight through what would be would have been its face and just causes it to split open. Lovely. Um, yeah, and this um, creature, the, um, the bonds of its skin starts to um, kind of split um, down uh, vertically down its arms, and it, it it almost kind of slides out of its own skin um, as it dies. It is a dead. Um, you are technically still in combat because you've got the vampire. Um, it's up to you if you how you want to handle that. How long can you hold him for? Well, assuming that my will is stronger than his, at least for another hundred rounds. <laughs> well, so is it an hour? That's no, it's like ten minutes, basically. Ah, ten minutes. So, I think I think before we allow our good friend here to kill them, let's get as much information about this thing out of them as we can, because they clearly know something. That is my thinking as well. We could always um, tie him down while I've got him restrained, and we can question at our leisure. That's a good idea. Arcana, is this this type of creature something that you've fought before on your plane? Uh, sounds familiar, Sean. Would sound familiar. Yeah, this is this is the kind of beastie. That's the start then. Great. Look, I don't know how I know it. It just. It feels like something that needs to be destroyed. I don't know. But I have... I don't know. I'm not. You're not going to consider letting me go, are you? I'm trying to kill these things. I'm even putting off hunting for the moment. How many of them are there? They just keep springing up. How many? Where? Here and there. It doesn't always happen, but it seems to be anyone not treads in them puddles. That could be the that could be half the city. Depending on where the rain's fallen. It seems to be infrequent, but we've been watching. We can tell when the tank's going to take them. Do you uh, see the rainfall that made these puzzle puddles? Doesn't seem to be the rain that's the problem. So we've got we've got to avoid them. And kind of looks at Moira. Don't tread in them puzzles. Into. Does it only affect the living, or is it affecting undead as well? Oh, it will affect us, but uh, not in a not in a positive way. But every so often, a living person will tread in that, and uh, well, that happens. Well, we need to clean these puddles up, or at least put some kind of sign out. <laughs> not a slippery uh, sign, hopefully. I appreciate your efforts of trying to destroy these things. That's what we're trying to do as well. So good job on the intent. Unleashing ghouls into a populated area. Methods are questionable. I mean, the methods at my disposal of, you know, I've got, I could control ghouls. So we were going to rip it, rip it a new one, 
based on that, we weren't going to hurt anyone. Do we believe that? Um, Arcana would have reason to. Uh, because this is a very similar thing that happened on her world. Um, once the aberrations started kind of appearing in greater numbers, um, armies of undead would completely ignore um, living people in favour of trying to hunt these um, aberrations and destroy them. Um, I relay that to the rest of the party. I'm just like, they're, they've got good intent. They're, it's kind of like a base instinct. Now that this has been unleashed, they're going to be hunting the same things that we need to be getting rid of. They're nothing but a boon. I think we should let them go. Feels like we are being unnecessarily hostile. We'll just be sort of eyeing Moira to see if uh, they look like they're going to slap him again or do anything. Vampires are a risk we can't have in this place. Vampires are people too. They're people that live on this plane of existence, and if they want to get rid of the things that threaten it, they should be allowed to. Turn around and go back to eating people again. No, and I can't um, promise that I won't, but, you know, temporary truce. We've got a common enemy. Temporary truce, which we will be very cautious about. And then if and when you start hunting again, then you will find some people knocking on your door. I will. Would I, I wouldn't expect anything less. I'm also going to be very careful at not telling you where my door is. I can, however, maybe lead you somewhere that would be helpful in your investigations. To be perfectly honest, with all of you, going off of what Arcana was looking at in the tavern, we have no leads to go on. If this vampire has something that we can go off to potentially stop this, then... Yes, that sounds exciting. Let us consult with the vampire. Vampire, what is your, your name so we can stop calling you vampire? It's, um, Corso. C-O-R-S-O. I mean, looking at you right now, you are a little bit Corso, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to boo myself for that one. <laughs> Give that man a prize. <laughs> am, I, am I letting him go then? I believe that's consensus. It's up to you, Squire. Does it look like he's going to try and run off as soon as he's let out? He has... Give me give me an insight, Rob. I'm happy for everyone to have an insight. Ooh, because... 25. 25. Hmm? 21. Even though he is acting... Oh, sorry. There was a one for to one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. Um, you've, you've just got... You, you've probably had your first taste of battle and you're, you're kind of in that <laughs> adrenaline phase of you kind of almost want to just kill everything. Um, um, but the rest of you kind of pick up that, you know, he, he knows he's outmatched. He knows if he were to try and... Um, you know, 
run, you would probably just track him down and kill him. So he's he's got almost got no choice to trust you, but it doesn't mean he's not going to break that trust. Right. It, 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 he was telling the truth when he said, you know, temporary truce, and, you know, if you let him go, he will continue to keep trying to hunt these creatures. I think maybe take him with us, but let him show us where it is, but keep him binded, bound. Just in case he does try to stab us in his back, literally. I'd like to see him try. I don't think we need to have him bound. I think he knows. We can take him. Look, if you're going to bind me, at least bind me hands in front so I've got a chance. Hands behind. Well, me and I could just repeatedly run him into the wall if we needed to. Or I just could joking, just be friend. nice. I tend to pick who I'm nice to a little more discriminatory. I don't know, Eltrian. I seem to remember that uh, you and your group were initially uh, suspicious of of us, but you approached us with an open mind, yes. questioning and having a conversation rather than immediately attacking us. And yes, for that absolutely. we are grateful. I would like to extend that same courtesy to, to the vampire who's just literally admitted killing people previously. I mean, yeah, I'm a vampire. I get hungry. I, I absolutely agree to Salem. We shouldn't prejudge people, but... Does everyone not have the same sort of baser urges to occasionally, you know, eat? They're all like... There are alternatives. Look, all I'm asking is just to trust me as far as the next move. I'll show you. <sighs> There's these people, right? Every so often they get to one of them before we manage to. And they take them away. I can only assume that they're storing them for some bigger purpose. It's I'll show you where they go. Oh, I agree. Oh. I would very much like to see this. Show us the place. Show us what you know. And Here's a name, you go find them and say that you want to go and find humane, willingly donated access for your food. Yes, they're gonna... Is this a blood bank? Yes, it's a blood bank. All, all right, I mean... So no if... killing people? Yeah, I'll try and stay on the wagon. And if you don't, I will find you, and I will raise you and your home to the ground. I, didn't, I don't doubt that. Good. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go now. Mm -hmm. I would advise just doing what you said you're going to do and not running off or trying anything, you know, stupid. You got me outnumbered. Okay. Wait, one detour before we go somewhere, I need to go around the corner and tell my mom. 
Not to go into any puddles. That seems sensible. Yes. We should tell everyone. To maybe make those signs. Yeah. Avoid the puddles. Yeah, um, I'm happy for that to kind of um, happen and, you know, that, that conversation uh, goes ahead. Um, is so there any... probably going to be hovering about a foot above the ground until uh, the spell runs out, just, just in case there's any puddles, you know? Just, don't know. <laughs> don't know. Lots of the general townsfolk suddenly just get a, like a giant bee flying up to them and just being like, don't step in any puddles, okay? Flying away and then to the next person. Hello, don't step in any puddles. Um, you could probably um, link up with the kind of a bail psychic network as well and um, kind of start passing the, the message around if you wanted to. I will do that. Cool. Um, yeah, you get some kind of uh, affirmative um, responses to say that the message has been received and the bail will uh, stop disseminating the message. The floor is lava. Do, do you want to um, follow Corso where? He will lead you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk over to um, Arcana's little stuffed turret thing that's on the floor, and I'm just gonna pick it up and just hand it back. Is that like a like a little pet thing? It's like this big. Pick it up. But, you know, catapultable, so yeah. it's not heavy. Yeah. Is it like a pet of yours? No, this is Barbara. She's been with me since I was six. Oh. She's the only one that's come with me. Um, I've got a few of her, though, so... Please have a she'll, pet. She'll look out for us. Find comfort in the squishiness. Yes. It's been a long time since I've had a pet, but... Um, it's nice to have a companion that travels with you. She's not exactly alive. Mine was. <laughs> you had a pet? I did, yes. There's a little rat. His name was, was Sebastian. Sebastian? Yes. It was given to me by my mentor. What happened to Sebastian? Um, he he got ill and I had to, had to kill him. I had to, well, it's a touchy subject, but um, oh. yeah. Well, that's very sad, but now you're going to be saving the plane for all the little Sebastians out there. So... Yes. Maybe you'll maybe you'll find Sebastian two point along the way. Might do. One can hope. Lead on, Count Counto. Corso. Corso. So as uh, Corso kind of leads you, he doesn't try to to run away. He is begrudgingly, you know, mostly through the expedient of being threatened. Um, considering you as, as uh, allies at this point, um, leads you south um, to the familiar gates of the never-death graveyard. And that is where we are going to call tonight to a close. So... Um, so, uh, thank you everyone for joining us for this thrilling start to um, At Death's Door. If you enjoyed tonight, we play every Monday from 6pm GMT slash 10am PT. Uh, we also play on Tuesdays where you can catch our fantastic ongoing campaign Fracture, which is also from 6pm GMT and 10am Pacific Time. 
If you can also join us on a uh, Friday, or if you can, you should, you should always do this. You can also join us on a Friday, again, from 6pm GMT, 10am PT, and other time zones are available. For talking is a free action, uh, where characters and players alike delve the depths of our question dungeon. All of our shows are streamed at twitch.tv forward slash RollTogetherRPG, and you can find all of our content archived at youtube.com forward slash RollTogetherRPG. There is also podcast versions of our shows. I'm always terrible at giving visual dis- uh, audio descriptions of what I'm doing. I'm sorry, I, uh, I'm crap. That's not uh, true and don't apologise. I should every time. Um, no. But you can find podcasts everywhere. Uh, just search for Roll Together RPG. And if you can't find us, then let us know and you'll find us the next time you try or shortly afterwards. Um, a massive thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. There will be a link in the chat now, so please do join them because every penny helps us to make all of the fantastic content that we do. Um, a big thank you again to all of our sponsors and supporters. And don't forget, we are all over social media as Roll Together RPG. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. Bye! Bye! Awoo! Awoo!